0: Okay, we made it. Hello, and welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, the official podcast of Drug Receipts, where we talk about art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community. And today we're gonna talk a whole lot about rollerblading. Uh, I'm Arlo Eisenberg, your host, the founder and creator of Drug Receipts. And today is March 24th, 2022, in the US at least. It's March 25th already in New Zealand. And because of the uh, differences in time zones and... Not every country observes daylight savings time. There was a little bit of a snafu getting up and running here today. So thank you guys for your patience, but we are up and operational. And we've got plenty of really exciting content for you. Uh, on the slate for today, we are going to do a South by Southwest recap. A lot of activity happened in Austin, which now seems like a whole nother world, like ages ago, but it was only last week. We've got a uh, hoax two reunion that happened in California. Uh, The Roadhouse Wheel that I collaborated on was released just this past weekend. Uh, We've got news about the Drug Receipts apparel. We've got some news about some exciting art shows coming up that Drug Receipts will be a part of, along with Tyler Shields. And as always, we'll finish the show with some deep conversation, uh, some really interesting topics that we want to dive into today. Uh, And we also might be visited by a very special guest, so a whole lot in store for you. Hopefully we'll make the, uh, the late start worth your time. So thanks for waiting. If you're listening on an audio podcast, uh, just note that there will be some images. We've actually got a lot of a lot of images that we're gonna be sharing today. So we will try to paint a picture in your mind, but we definitely always encourage you to go look at the, the video stream. Uh, subscribe on YouTube where you can see all the images, all the videos. We've also got some cool videos that we're gonna share with you. The best experience is on YouTube, but if you're listening along, you will definitely get a lot out of it. So, and we will we will try to make it um, we will try to paint the picture in your mind. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. We'll uh, bring up Jesse so we can get right into some news with our routine checkup. There she is. Hi, Jesse.
1: Right, <laughs> Hi, Arlo. How are you? Good.
0: Good. How are you? Good evening.
1: Good evening. I just wanted to check in with you and make sure you're still alive after a really, um, I think, adventurous, Austin experience, to say the least.
0: So you're not kidding. I mean, it has been chock full of activity. I just flew back in late last night. And you know, have barely had time to unpack. Honestly, I just went straight into prepping for today's podcast. So that's kind of has been my my entire day. But yeah, it's been a whirlwind, no doubt. But you know, it's the past week has provided a ton of content, which I'm really uh, excited about sharing here today.
1: Yay! Well, I'm um, super stoked. The community I know is really stoked. Um, you know, we're really fortunate to have such amazing supporters in our group. And um, I know we're going to get into some South by stuff, but I did just want to say on my own accord, I was very fortunate to meet a lot of the um, well, first off, I just want to give people a scope on South by real quick, um, just to set the stage. But it was incredible. (laughs) So a lot of people don't know this, but you know, drug receipts is, you know, cousin to non fungible allows are part of their projects. And um, Austin was really special, because we as a team got to meet a lot of the people behind the projects that make it happen. And That was a lot of us, even a lot of people that were on the same, you know, part of the same families and whatnot, like all met together for the first time. So I just want to say that, guys, the people that are leading this industry and leading this whole, you know, space are some brilliant, incredible, talented individuals. And we're really, really fortunate to to be a part of that. Um, but also, too, we have some amazing people in our community as well. Um, real quick, I want to let you guys know that we have not forgotten about the 69 69 rule. So stay tuned. You're hey. working on it. I know. I know. What kind of show yeah. is What's going know. on here? Oh, I God. know.
2: I oh, know. I know.
1: Well, oh, brother, I know. I know. I'm just trying to find a way. All right, guys, if you're on the Discord right now, let me know if we should put in an icon by the sixty nine sixty nine names? If so, what should it be? Should it be a thumbs up or an eggplant or whatever? Let me know what it should be. I Wait, mean, what, are you, right what are you talking about? What are you talking
0: about? Do we have a role for 69,
1: 69? Well, we're, we're, we want to reward our 69ers for sure. Yes, yes.
0: Do we? Do we? Is this the kind of thing we really want to encourage? Are we committed to this?
1: I don't yes, know. Okay. You, fine. as the creative dictator, you can veto any suggestions. But as I'm just,
0: to, I mean, obviously, I already made a 6969 69 sticker. So it is part of the drug receipts lore. So there, there's no turning back the tide on this one.
1: Oh, well, well. No,
0: not a, no, a, a Discord sticker. A Discord sticker.
1: Oh, I thought that was some good premium alpha there.
0: No, but I mean, why not? I'm sure there will be stickers at one point. But for now, yes, there's a Discord sticker. So
1: I'm imagining. I, I, I Imagining a world where you can make your own drug receipt sticker, but I'm just right. That is the world
0: that we're living in. And we, yes, we're going to talk a bit more about alpha. So, (laughs) so yeah, we're going to talk about tokenized stickers and merchandise and all that. You're absolutely right. And speaking of being absolutely right, I would like to add, or just sort of follow the coattails of what you said, but, um, with the non-fungible labs team, we have people spread over all over the world. Right. And so the big part of the team is in New Zealand, as everyone knows. They've got people in Europe. Uh, There's you know, we are in Texas, Don's in Bali. So, yeah, it's an international team. Uh, And so being able to finally meet people in real life, you know, not just communicating over Slack or Google Meet. Um, And the only thing that breaks my heart is that Don wasn't there. So we are working on what he you know, he he is always quick to tell us that he has a terrible visa. Terrible passport, but we are we are working to get him over here. Hopefully, in time for Blading Cup. If not in April, then for the Blading Cup uh, in November.
1: Well, that's going to be exciting. Well, hopefully, yeah, we can get everyone together and then face the inevitable reality that we all have to go home to our normal lives. Which is our normal
0: lives are pretty spectacular, though. They, I mean, they're time demanding, (laughs) but it's cool stuff that we're working on.
1: Definitely. Well, guys, like I said, you know, we're really fortunate to have such an incredible community. It was great to meet people in person. We got to meet Dia in person. We got to meet, um, well, I'm gonna butcher his name so bad. It's like Artemis de Medici.
0: Uh, Atari was there, yes. (laughs) Atari, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Atari was there. And I mean, guys, it's been such a privilege to finally put the face to the names and not to give you guys FOMO, but hopefully, and not hopefully, but rather very soon, we'll be putting together some more events uh, to get to know you guys better. Hopefully, uh, we'll be in your city or your country uh, sometime soon. So it'll be great.
0: Hello? Yep, that'll be great. Yes, right. Uh, events are live events are a big part of our roadmap. We've got some of the content that we're going to be covering today is talking about two events that are coming up, one in April, one in May. So we have a couple of things lined up. So there are definitely going to be IRL opportunities to get together with drug snugglers and to keep spreading kind of the the love and the community and the connections. So, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about the May event today.
0: Uh, You know, Tyler's already spilled the alpha. So I feel like that cat's out of the bag. I mean, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about it.
1: You guys are in for a fun one.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. It's real. I think it's really great.
1: It's a really big deal. Well, that's all I have for the routine checkup, uh, right now, guys, I'll see y'all in the discord, hopefully, or maybe I missed something.
0: No, Mm -hmm. you're good. And if, if you think of anything, or if you feel like you missed anything, you can always jump on, but honestly, we're kind of, I'm hijacking a lot of the routine checkup because we have so many news items that are just kind of main content items right now, but To that end, thank you, Jesse, for the routine checkup. and We'll go ahead and start jumping into it. We are going to do a full South by South West recap. We've got some images for you. Um, And Joellen, we can go ahead and start getting into it because Jesse mentioned, right, that we've got the, the, you know, that we ran into Dia. Um, So Dia and I were both at the Fluff House LA, but did not manage to run into each other but we did not let that happen again in austin so here's a photo of jesse and uh dia and me uh at austin and you know the whole weekend was so uh it was such a whirlwind that it was hard to find time to do anything really in any at any depth but uh just randomly i happened to be walking the event uh the day after really things were over and Dia was having lunch just sitting out by one of the domes, and so I joined her. And We actually had got to have a really nice, long-form conversation, which I, you know, I appreciated a whole lot. Which is kind of exactly what I wanted out of being able to have an IRL meeting with Dia. So it was good to see. Um, it was good to see her out there, and really look forward to meeting a lot more of you as we get into more events uh, down the road. Uh, you know, another interesting community holder was someone. Who was at the South by Southwest event had a drug receipt that did not reveal during the general reveal, so that we knew someone was in our midst. In our midst, who was holding on to a super rare, a one of one, Uh, and he 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 proudly displayed it. uh, Displayed it, uh, Joel, there he is. Yeah, so he got the gold tabby uh, with the broken crown. So super, super sick and really cool, just to have someone on site that was waiting for that one-of-one that one reveal. Uh, so very cool, and congratulations. Um, and, oh, speaking of the reveal, I, I also want to share with you something that we did briefly in the Discord, but we'll go ahead and put it on the YouTube for posterity. But I'm gonna show you a few of the rejects. So we were running a script, right, that was compiling our characters via, um, or pro, uh, programmatically generating the characters via a script, and you know, in our rounds of QA, we encountered some things that, that weren't right, like this baseball cap on the middle of Tabby's face. So that was something that had to be corrected. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up another one. So here is Siren without eyes. <laughs> Obviously, that is a mistake. So you know, this is why we QA, uh, just looking for these kinds of mistakes. Looked at, you know, thousands of iterations of the characters. Uh, Let's look at the next one. So this is honestly not really a mistake. These were things that we decided to kind of self-censor or to edit, edit out of the collection. Tabby did not get the whitey-tidies. There was some internal conversation that it might be inappropriate since Tabby is kind of presents as female or as feminine characteristics. So, it might be seen as whatever, inappropriate um, or objectionable in some way. So, we just chose to leave it out. So, Tabby does not get the whitey tidies. Although, the, I mean, look, whatever, no comment. Uh, and more war. We talked a lot about that in the last podcast, but we decided to remove more war from the collection, except call me stubborn. You know, maybe it's a, you know, making some kind of a small defense you know, in the name of art or integrity. But More War has been such an important part of kind of my artistic uh, vocabulary and legacy over the last 20 years that I thought it would have been a real shame to go into this collection and just not see it at all. So many of you will know already that we did smuggle in More War as a one-of-one. One. Let's go ahead and look at it, uh, Joellen. So for our Murdered Out series, Rex is holding the More War sign on his bomb. That is the only example of more war in the collection it was going to be a regular trait but now it is just a one of one so it made it into the collection but uh we did still also get to you know do some editorializing and show some show some uh, decorum or respect for kind of current the current political climate um cool so those are some rejects and some editorial choices that we made it around the collection uh, i'm going to uh I have a lot more honestly about South by Southwest. We're gonna go ahead and bring on the special guest cause I think we can go ahead and have him comment uh, on some of this stuff. So let me set it up here really quickly. I worked on a project recently uh, that just got released uh, this past week and it was for um, just an old school iconic wheel, probably the, the most iconic set of wheels in rollerblading uh, ever released were the, uh, the Crayola inspired Roadhouse Anti-Rocker wheels that came in the the, uh, Crayola packaging. And Dead Wheels just did a re-release or sort of a new uh, release of the the Roadhouse wheels, the iconic Roadhouse wheels. Um, And it was a huge success. I mean, they sold out right away, uh, lots of coverage on them. They just look so cool. And the packaging and the the accompanying uh, merch that they included with it was just so right on point. Uh, But it just so happens that Roadhouse is in Dallas (laughs) this week. So I asked him to come on by. So there he is, Randy Roadhouse Spicer. Welcome. Proper, Hi, bud. How are you? It's a proper introduction. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, there he there is. is. Randy Roadhouse Spicer. I knew it. Oh, cool. It's a Cool graphic. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> cool graphics. So that's exactly kind of part of our story here, Randy, is the cool graphics. So yeah. uh, since Senate released the Roadhouse Wheels, um, gee whiz. 25 years ago. Something like that. 25 yeah. years ago. But, you know, I did the graphics for the Roadhouse wheels and we did Roadhouse type. It looked like, you know, it was based on the old, or is based on Toys R Us. Um, is that, I don't even know if that's still a thing. I'm guessing Toys R Us, is it still around? No, uh,
3: no, Toys R Us is gone.
0: Right, so, yeah. it, right, so uh, brick and mortar retailers, right, are, mm-hmm. are going the way of the dinosaur. And Toys R Us, I guess, was one of the first. Uh, but at the time, right, we so we did the Toys R Us type for those of you that remember it. Uh, And so what we did for the update was we, uh, Dead Wheels, who I actually kind of collaborated with the same team on drugs, which was a collaboration between between Drug Receipts and Vibrolux. And Dead Wheels is kind of the the wheel company that has a lot of the same uh, members running it behind it. But so they came to me and said they were interested in redoing the, the Roadhouse wheel and asked if I'd update the graphics. And so we did, you know, I did cool new updated lettering. Still, kind of has the same vibe as the old Toys R Us, but kind of also in the same in the spirit of like kind of my the hand on lettering that I do, um, and then you know they they updated some other graphics like with like the the uh, the pawn the, graphic oh, yeah. that looks like dead uh huh the little people exactly and the yeah the mobile the what are they called mobile I don't, mobile yeah, I don't whatever what li- little weeble wobble people, <laughs> Um but let's, John, we're talking about all this stuff. I guess like we can go, I actually have images of this stuff, which I think it'll make it a lot more, um, make it a lot more relatable to people. Uh, So let's bring up the image. Yeah, so this is the original old, old, I mean, the original Roadhouse wheels on the left there. So that's the the Toys R Us riding, right? We're talking about around the wheel on the left. And these were so iconic because each wheel was a different color. um, And they came in that Crayola packaging on the left. You can see it looks like a Crayola box of crayons. But it's got the, the four roadhouse wheels in it. And those wheels, the original sets of those things, I'm guessing still in the packaging. I, I was corrected last time I tried to guess how much they were going for. I'm like, huh. you know, a few, a few hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. What is it?
3: I, I don't even know. Like, can, you can't even find them now. So
0: what uh, I heard is the la- those things are trading for thousands of dollars.
3: Oh, really? Yep. Well, I have two sets. So I might need to go <laughs> <out> to eBay. <laughs> you can so retire. I can buy some more yeah. uh, you know, drug receipts, you know.
0: But so the, exactly. But so the ones, the ones on the right are actually the new ones, the updated Mm -hmm. ones. So you can see really faithful to the original ones, but they've got the dead logo on the bottom and that, that type. I mean, I think that the the type came out really nice. It's, you know, it still has a feeling of the original roadhouse wheels, but it just, you know, it pops off of the wheels and dead just did a great job. And if we can bring up the next graphic, Joellen, uh, it shows the complete set. So here you see the whole package. They made, they did these trading cards, (laughs) which have like all the dead team riders, including Alex Broskow, right? And Sean Darst. Um, So that's super sick to have playing cards. Uh, You can see there's two sets of wheels. When we did the original Roadhouse wheels, they were just the anti-rocker wheels. Those are just the small hard wheels that go in the middle for grinding. And you can see those small ones on top. But Uh, Dead also released uh, some outer wheels. So they're a little bigger, a little softer, so you can actually roll on them. So it's really cool. Now you can have a whole set of Roadhouse wheels. And they also made a white version of the outer wheels. So you can have like white on the outside and then the color on the inside. Just really smart uh, design there from them. Really smart product design. You can see the sticker set on the right, right? It's got the pawn uh, homage with the Dead dead logo. Uh, It's got all the weeble wobble or mobile or whatever those little characters are called. But we had a separate... Roadhouse wheel that came in packaging that was inspired by those little characters. So they're actually getting a lot of like kind of the, the different Roadhouse greatest hits, the ones that glowed in the dark. What was
3: that? The wheels that had the little people on it.
0: Oh, really? They glowed in the dark. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's why he's here for that inside <laughs> information. Yeah, but when you have a wheel coming out, yeah. right? You know, people are going to be looking at you. Um, but so, talk about that. What is it? Or because obviously you've been skating the whole time, right? You mm-hmm. didn't exactly stop skating. But had we already. Our audio bad?
4: Yeah, our sound has gone a bit odd. Yeah. It's a, a break in your regular programming to bring some class to this. When things start to fall apart, usually that's when I'll arrive. Uh, just signal if you can hear me, Arlo. Signal, do, do this with your hands. Oh, it's Randy Spicer and Arlo at jazz handsing. So while they fix their audio, um, I can finish the rest of that story. I don't know what story they were telling. I just arrived. Allo had just gotten a new tattoo. Um, it's just after Blading Cup, I think. Is that right? And Alo from, yeah, 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 that's perfect. I, so, well, listen, yeah, I covered that yeah, just we, brilliant.
0: I don't know if you saw it Brooke, but actually, probably, does that mean no one heard anything, any of that no, story? No, we got up to
4: you, said the words Blading Cup. I want to know why my alarm says that this thing is starting in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, so we a <laughs> big issue because uh, daylight savings time. And so we screwed up the schedule. So, we, right, we had it booked for the wrong time, but this might be the last year yeah. we have to deal with that. So sorry about that, everyone. Sorry
4: about the confusion. What are you doing to New Zealand? What are you like? You're just going to eliminate us <laughs> as a country?
0: It's what we're doing in the U.S. They 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 are moving to remove daylight savings
4: time. Oh wow, that amazing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Right. Anyways, back to your story. I was literally just I I thought I'd come in to cover because you were um well the whole sound underwater. How's it going, Randy? It's going great
0: <laughs> because brooke did you see oh actually now i know why brooke is here actually so we were just talking about the dead wheels the re-release of the randy roadhouse oh, the crayola yeah. wheels and brooke is here randy to serve you with a cease and desist Not or true. a lawsuit
4: yeah yeah he was telling me about that last weekend what do you own anything of value randy Spizer, at all uh i have a boat yeah well that, I, that's like the first thing you target in a lawsuit yeah right you Brooke have has it. a bunch of those already.
3: <laughs> oh, you have a bunch of boats? Yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah. don't want mine then. It's only for fishing. Brilliant.
4: Um, have you done this? Have you talked about how Randy is now a professional fisher person? Fisher person, is that right? We haven't yeah. gotten into
0: fishing yet. Yeah. We're still talking about the wheel.
4: Okay, cool. We were talking about the wheel <laughs>
0: and skating because Randy's gone back into skating pretty hard. And I've noticed people in the chat that were there because I noticed in that clip Richard was filming, right? Yes. And I'm guessing Nicely was there because yeah. he's, right? Yeah, Nicely was uh, T-dogging in the background, so he, he got the third <laughs> angle. I
3: think there was like four people filming for some reason.
4: Oh, sick. And what are you guys, is there a time where you guys will talk about NFTs on this podcast or just you like, nah, flag it? <laughs> so we
0: don't, right, we don't talk about NFTs a whole lot, but John Nicely actually <laughs> is the one that set Randy up with his wallet.
4: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: And not only that, Randy, do you have your access to your wallet? Uh-huh. Let's check it. Because Randy, Randy's supposed to he right. He doesn't have an NFT yet, or he, the John just set him up with uh, with a wallet, well, and so this will be like his introduction to NFTs, right? It's pretty
4: exciting. Right? Sounds good.
0: But I gotta tell you, John.
3: John actually gave no me way. an NFT.
0: Who did? Nicely did, dude. So this is so cool. So we sent <laughs> Randy an NFT, uh-huh. but he's already got a, a collection going because he already had an NFT, which I did. I was not aware of, and he's got two skate. He's got two caps. And they're both wearing, they both have a right leg wearing a yellow cuff skate. So he's already got like a matching set. That's super sick. Uh, point it at the uh, camera. Let's show him.
4: Oh, oh yeah, we well, can see almost see that. That's okay. I want it. Oh, it's, it's kind, so of, we can kind of see. We can see bits of it, guys. It's great. Great work. Yeah, I know. It seems kind of
3: blown out. Huh? Why does it do that? Yeah, that's okay.
0: Yeah, but so super cool. So now all of a sudden, Randy's, yeah, there we
4: go. Randy's got Where the blue cap. What is that? You're in Dallas? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, cool.
0: And show the yellow one, too.
4: Yeah. No, no, you can go back to them as full screen. I'm kind of like a sidekick here. <laughs>
0: and you, you, does that so broken Halo mean anything to you? Do you know what that's a reference to?
3: I mean, I'm going to assume uh, your Senate graphics a long time ago. Maybe? Yep. Yeah. No, that's right.
0: Exactly. That's cool. So now Randy's got two rollerblading drug receipts. So
3: um, Nicely was very nice to me. He's like, he really wanted me to be involved in it. So he actually gave me one and he gave me this one with a broken heart because he said that I had a broken heart and I'm a roll blader. So that was the reason Aww. between us two right now. Kind of the reason I'm in Dallas right now.
0: Wait, why? Tell me more about that. <laughs> okay. Are you on a, are you on <laughs> a date,
4: Randy? Huh? Uh, are you, are you, are you no, not season? necessarily a date.
0: He's in the middle of a rom-com. Yeah. It's going to be crazy
3: when I, it's going to be like, I see her running towards the gate as I'm flying away, like about to leave. It's going to be awesome.
0: Randy was in a a long-term serious relationship back in Santa Ana and Mm -hmm. things were going great, right? But his girlfriend, his live-in girlfriend uh, moved back to Texas where she's from. Oh, wow. And so there, there were no major issues in the relationship, but, you know, it was going to be a long distance thing. And so they kind of huh. agreed to whatever, go their separate ways. I'm kind of paraphrasing on his it, behalf. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what actually happened, right? Yeah. Uh, but but for, our, for the purposes of our rom-com, this is yeah. kind of what's going on. And so they shared a dog together, like in mm. every good rom-com, right? And so uh, his, his friend, who's a girl now, uh, and I'll, her name will remain uh, I mean, anonymous, but she uh, she was going to a wedding or something, and Randy offered to come and watch the dog while she was out of town. Right to come to Dallas, right to watch the dog while she was out of town. Like this was his angle, um, and she said sure, you know, as a friend. And Randy, you know, bought a ticket as quick as he could and got down so here. So fast, right? And he's going to he's going to try and like you know he's going to try and save the
4: relationship. you just and you're hoping that she's not watching this podcast. This is right. the- she, What are the chances of her ever
0: seeing she, this, right? She's not gonna watch it. She why, why would any person in the right mind who is not a rollerblader in, or into, into NFTs ever watch this?
4: Right. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe don't watch this. Is <laughs> she yeah. She's yeah. there? She's <laughs> here. Oh my God, Randy. <laughs> what? Am I doing this right? You're doing everything so right, buddy. Oh, shit. Oh, there we go again. again. Wow. Is it perfect? Hey, Randy, I, you know, if you're going to learn how to drive a car, right? Right. Would you go and find your friend that had like crashed a couple of cars and now just like mm. walked everywhere? Or would you, been, <laughs> would you talk to your friend that's been married for like 13 years <laughs> and really had 13 are married for 18 Yes. What's that? I thought you were married for 18. Yes. Yes. No, married for 18. Wait, which one about? of
0: us crashed a bunch of cars?
4: Uh, the metaphor Arlo is the metaphor no. Allo is that he's here with his single friend Arlo <laughs> is giving him guidance <laughs> and love. The same person who right.
3: actually taught him how to drive a car. That which is funny, he did teach me yeah. to drive stick. That's another okay. story. He actually uh, was really really late uh, for a flight one time, and he drove stick. And I only knew how to drive automatic at this time. And we were at Senate. This might be the same. How old were you? 16. I was only- yeah I was 16. But this might. be the same day you threw a wheel at my brook and made me cry <laughs> oh, but maybe not who knows um but we won't talk about the either but hey so he makes me drive his uh vw glx or something it was stick all the well not he drove there but i had to drive home i drove to the airport right. excuse me from really Orange fast, county like
0: and then i needed i didn't want to leave my car at the airport so i'm like Randy, you have to come with me So you can drive it back to Senate and leave my car at Senate.
3: We arrived at the airport 20 minutes before his flight. And it was an international flight to Paris. And somehow I still got on it. Yeah, it's crazy. This was
0: pre 9-11, obviously. But, But, and then somehow he, (laughs) even more incredibly, somehow he made it in my car all the way back to Huntington Beach, which (laughs) is like like 45 minutes to an hour drive.
3: And I'm pretty sure I drove in first gear all the way home. Grinding the gears (laughs) all the way back. Brilliant. But yeah, (laughs) isn't that the
0: perfect person to be giving (laughs) love advice? Right.
4: I feel like right? it. I feel like that's What could go wrong? Who's, whose room are you I in? I home. home. Who, whose bedroom are you in? Arlo's. Mine. Okay. It's, okay. we are at my house. Okay. I Don't sound so surprised. I'm just trying to get some <laughs> context. Guys. What, um, oh, Oh, you're
0: wondering if we're at her house? Like we just said. Yeah, the I don't know. It's a little, at her little house.
4: messy there, Arlo. So, so you know, some <laughs> people arriving here. I saw Ruben who's just turned up and you've got uh, Mr. and D.F. John, nicely, of course, uh, Dean here. Are there any great questions people might have questions about NFTs that you guys could answer? Um, Randy, uh, what's your like? How's it been, you know, getting an NFT for the first Rich, time? by the
0: way, Brooke, you're late to the party. We started with we oh. started with South by Southwest, and we went okay. over the we went over the NFTs at the beginning, and we've got we've got NFT talk scattered throughout. But oh, you know, in in keeping true to form we are the most random right podcast most random media (laughs) um content in the nft space so that's just kind of what we do here but we've got yeah and we've got a lot of good we've got a lot of good content a lot of good alpha that we will be providing for all you guys so we will make it worth your time but hopefully it'll be we can entertain you a little bit in the meantime as well
4: yeah greg matthews uh or matt mars asking if parties in australia there's actually quite a good scene starting to start in Australia. Both, you know, obviously there's great rollerblades in there, but also NFTs and the fluff universe. Melbourne threw a party that was really good like a couple of weeks ago. So it would be great to do a meetup, like a drug receipts meetup, for both New Zealand and Australia in the future. I'd like that.
0: You know, because I know you, Brooke. Yes. And I've known you for so long. I've been to New Zealand twice, and somehow I've never been to Australia, which is. Yeah. It's always struck me as as odd.
4: Yeah, it's, that
0: is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have to we'll have to rectify that. Um, so I I would like to talk a little bit since we brought it up now a little bit more about South by Southwest just because so much happened there that was really interesting. And now, Brooke, since you're here, I think it it will really help to add some color to it. Uh, but one of the cool things that we did. Uh, you know, drug receipts is one of the sponsors, uh, you know, as part of the non-fungible labs universe, we were one of the, the presenting sponsors and we got to uh, participate in and present some really cool events. One of them was a live art event that we did along with Jim Evans. And Jim Evans is a, uh, a, an iconic poster designer. He's done rock show posters for, uh, for decades. Uh, and you know, any band, you name it, Nine Inch Nails, uh, the Pixies, um, uh, Foo Fighters. I mean, he has done art for them. Uh, and so, oh, and the tie to, to non-fungible labs is he has been doing the fluff house posters. So when they put on an event in uh, Los Angeles, when uh, fluff house in Austin, fluff house in Miami, they have been producing show posters for him in the, you know, in the iconic rock show poster style. And Jim e- Evans is the artist behind them. So really cool stuff. And the posters in their own right have become their own collectible items. Uh, Uh, The Fluff team has been releasing them as NFTs. So it's just really cool art. And Jim is just this really cool, iconic artist. And for our event, what we did is we had Jim and I in one of the, in the Fluff Dome. And we sat on stage and we each did kind of uh, live art. Uh, I drew a drug receipt, a thermal drug receipt, just a hand-drawn drug receipt in real time. And Jim brought in one of his, you know, the line art for one of his posters. And he was sort of uh, coloring it in real time and talking a little bit about the technique there, but a real cool interactive angle that we provided for the, the experience was for the people in the audience, we handed out something like 30 to 50 iPads loaded up with procreate. And it had a piece of line art from drug receipts that we set up and a piece of line art from Jim Evans. So people could color them in, uh, during the session. And Joel, let's go ahead and bring up some images because this setup was so cool. I mean, the domes by themselves were really cool. But so there's, and Brooke was the presenter. So there's Brooke on stage and Jim Evans is standing up and I'm sitting there in the back working on the drug receipt. But on the dome, you can see, uh, and, and this is a, right, this is a full like uh, almost 360 dome as you look up that covers the entire, uh, the entire venue. Yeah, I mean, and on half of the dome, it's it
4: 360 dome, but yeah. What's but that? It is 360, it's a dome, but yeah.
0: I was just thinking it's not a ball right but yeah, yeah it's full 360 dome um so the Taz is Taz is what Jim Evans goes by that's kind of like his art alias and so you can see his posters there on the left and then on the right side is drug receipts and we've got some drug receipts art but that whole uh vignette was just kind of would rotate around the dome the whole time and each one of those images uh, also they're animated. So these posters like are living, like they're, they're, they're bouncing off of the, the, uh, background, b- the background and the logos are kind of like rotating. Um, let's go ahead and show the next image, Joellen. Right. And so there's a, a little zoom in on kind of the drug receipt side. it was just so cool. So they had some of our, you know, our transparent characters, they had some posters and they even had a little bit of some legacy art, some like old, uh, ghost brand stuff. Um, and I, John, I have I did include a little video which we can watch. Apologies in advance, it's just real quick and shoddy, but it gives a little bit of idea of the animation if you want to play that.
4: Oh, we're losing that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if anyone saw that, right? We heard it. But...
4: Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty
0: terrible cool. filming, but you do get the idea, right? You see the things you know, animated, it was just
4: so cool. And, Alo, you know, I have from today's podcast, Joel, I might have it there. We've got this incredible highlight video of have you seen it? It includes drug receipts in there. From South by You're South. You're talking here. about the
0: wrap up from the entire the entire uh, Yeah, but you wrap
4: up, you wouldn't have seen it. It's brand new unless oh, you no, watched. I haven't seen it. And Joe Allen, do you do you still have that? It's pretty awesome to see. I think we should watch that. You guys will freak out. Yeah, if if, if Joe Allen has it, I'd love to see it. Let's see. Oh, it's got it's definitely got lots of oh, quite a bit of drug receipts in there. Okay, five so, minutes. Yeah, we really five so- minutes.
0: Cool. And while she's looking for that, so Joellen, we can go ahead and show. So, you know, I mentioned that I was drawing a drug receipt. So let's go ahead and look at what, you know, what the finished product there looked like. Uh, because what we did was since everybody was in the audience was coloring their their own versions of the drug receipts and their own versions of uh, Jim Evans posters. Jim went around and looked at all the different submissions, all the different um uh, color all the different ways that the I mean, people colored the, the art. Jim went around we and looked at. Huh,
4: interesting. No, it's me. I uh, just sorry, it's just me doing something, guys. Sorry, I just need to answer some oh, questions in, in the comments.
0: Oh, I see you. You put on the live or the YouTube stream. Okay, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what we did was we gave that receipt that was drawn live we gave that away to to someone who jim thought you know had, had done the best with the coloring so the next shot there that is the winner and actually i forget his name he he's sort of like i think he's a friend somehow he's connected like he, his friends know my daughter's friends but anyway that's the coloring that he did of jim's uh poster came out really cool uh, and so we gave him the the drug receipts. So it was just kind of a fun uh, fun live art experience um, and a cool thing to do to give back to the the, the people that were in attendance. Um, while we're looking for the Joel, and while we're setting up the uh, the recap, uh, we can also talk a little bit about the you know talking about Lulu's friends because this was so bizarre. Um, Tyler and I you know, I live in Texas. So I have family in Austin and I have, my sister lives in Austin. My daughter lives, my daughter goes to school at UT. uh, So she's a college age age student. Um, And so when Brooke was asking us about hotels and like, we were making arrangements to go to Austin, I said, you know what? I'm good. I've got family in Austin. Don't worry about it. Uh, And Tyler said, Arlo, I'll just go wherever you go. You know, he's like, I'm I'm not, I don't need to be in a hotel. I just kind of want to be where you are. Uh, and those were that was those were fateful words and a, a, re- a decision that I'm sure Tyler regrets to this day. Uh, because somehow we ended up making the decision, or I made the decision, that we would stay at my daughter's apartment, which was much closer to the venue than my sister's house. Um, and to call my daughter's uh living arrangement an apartment is, is not completely uh descriptive enough because it's basically a dorm, right? Uh, it's the first place that she's moved. Last year she was in a, a sorority house, and this year she was in uh, an apartment for students. But those these apartments that are right next to campus are basically glorified dorms. Uh, so, um, Joelle, let's go ahead and bring up uh, let's bring up Lulu and Bayless. Um, so this is my daughter and her boyfriend. They're wearing their drugs. They're matching drugs gear. But just to give you an idea of who our hosts were while we were in Austin um, there they are They're, that this is leaving the, the fluff venue, the fluff domes. Um, it's and her boyfriend is a football yeah. player. So he's a, he's a giant of a man, an, but it also an incredible human being. Um, but so the, and so let's go to, go ahead and go to the next one to welcome drug lords. So we stayed at my daughter's dorm. Basically, she made this nice welcoming sign for Tyler and I, when we came in and let's look at the next one. Because this is great. This is Tyler in the apartment there, right? And there's the, the roommates. My daughter lives in a suite also, by the way. So she has three other roommates that live in the dorm. Tyler, some of them were leaving town. So Tyler got one of the rooms and I got one of the other rooms. But this is Tyler kind of in the middle of this dorm. And now let's look at the next one because this is really where it all uh, comes together. So this is pregame. With a bunch of college students, that's Tyler there in the middle, but this is us getting ready to go out to the fluff domes and us just really getting the authentic college experience. Uh, just a really bizarre um, setup. After this, after we got back and and were uh, settled down back in California, Tyler said to me said, "You know, Arlo, um, we are never doing that again. You were always getting a hotel. you you never <laughs> he said, you never have to do that again. so you know, I'm in it for the experiences. I I like, you know, I feel like life is measured in the stories you can tell, and we definitely got some stories out of that. But yeah, the accommodations were. Hard.
4: Where, where did you sleep out? Where did you sleep out?
0: Well, in theory, I slept. My my daughter stayed at her boyfriend's place, and so she, I got her room. But I got locked out, so I actually slept. I slept in the uh, the sauna of the <laughs> the, the apartment building because I couldn't I find mean- any other place that was warm. And, and out of the way of, of, of foot traffic. But in, in fairness, that was only between like 2 a.m. and 7 a.m. At 7 a.m., one of her roommates woke up, and I was able to get back into the apartment. So I just well, had about five time. hours there it's in the really middle great, of the night where right? I had to right fend now. for myself in the apartment building.
4: A True genius. story. Now, yeah. you guys are wondering, like, what was the night like before? Like, the, So you've, you've seen Alo like, getting – ready in his dorm pretending that he's in college like yeah. living this kind of pretend life that he's the cool college kid so and then cool. you, you know that he ends up sleeping in the sauna and i'm thinking joellen might have it ready um if she's saying the video might not work i'll tell you what we'll do is we'll upload that to the drug receipts twitter it's a it's an awesome video that kind of gives you a feel of the night that had you know with dylan francis young and sick um miha who else was crazy jaws like some really amazing performers and uh and the dome the fluff dome so yeah it was very cool and then and then that you know ends up with arlo in a fetal position in a sauna pretty
0: much and honestly i'm you know i'm kind of like glossing over it the the fetal position in the sauna was the best that that night ended up that was after trying a lot of other places that were a lot worse, like sleeping <laughs> under like uh, study tables in, in lounges or
4: huddling in a corner in like it, it, the, the arcade. We're like joking a couple of days ago that there must have been security guards just laughing their ass off watching this kind of old dude walk around the dorm trying to get, <laughs> trying to sleep opening up all the doors, like looking for dark,
0: like hidden spaces that I can, I can sleep in for a little bit. Oh, well, I'm sure it was, it was it was great, like closed circuit viewing for the the security guards.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but Brooke, since we're doing show and tell, I have another video that I'd like to share. I actually meant to share it in the last podcast. It was will something it that we put together. It it was the video that we put together for South by Southwest, the the kind of drug receipts promo video that Tyler shot, and it came yeah. out really cool. But I neglected to present it in our last podcast. It is up on YouTube. A lot of you will have seen it, but I'd like to go ahead and share it here. For those that haven't because it's just such a cool video. I have always made time for art. About seven years ago I had a job at an agency that was very demanding but we always got an hour for lunch and the servers always brought a pen and a receipt. I started to leave little doodles on the receipts. I had no idea where it would go but I kept drawing and I kept posting to an account I created called drug receipts. Over time the drawings evolved. The characters and themes developed and it started to gain a little bit of traction. What started out as doodles posted on social media is now a collection of 10,000 unique, programmatically generated NFTs. Drug Receipts is a project built on the pillars of art, subversion, science, skepticism, and community. For the first time in my life, I don't have to make time for art. NFTs make it possible to just make art.
4: I promised i wouldn't cry i was so cl- i was getting terror getting all choked up there man but it's absolutely <laughs> the production yeah
0: high 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 quality production well, very it, emotional it is and yeah. like no, i was crazy.
4: saying to someone today um you know this project is is our proof of work that with a community reasonable size community five six thousand people um ten thousand in the broader community seven 3, hundred 3, owners um, it's completely capable to build entire project around an artist or, and, or artists and creatives that has, like, many years in its runway. So the sense of being able to make, you know, make it so that for the next three, five years, Alu is just serving a community of people um, that have shown faith in you, it's pretty awesome, you know? So you now work for a community. Go to work. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's yeah. true.
0: And I, I get to work with the community also. I mean, it's just that, you know, we talk so much kind of about the collaborative nature of the project and the kind of feedback loop between the, you know, the creator and the the community uh, and, you know, the, kind of how it culminates in a, a kind of collaboration. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's really thrilling um, to be a part of. Uh, and I'm always just so grateful for it. Uh, Brooke, before we get off of, or before we get too far from South by Southwest, there is one other thing that I'd like to touch on there just because it was so cool. But another panel that we got to be a part of or that I got to be a part of was the discussion with, um, about creativity in web three, um, and in the metaverse and Mike Shinoda from Lincoln park was on that panel and Josh Valenzuela from, uh, melt interactive, uh, melt who actually did, um, all the animations for the fluff domes, including the drug receipts. And I've got some videos of those things too, which are super, super I'm-
4: cool. I was about to say, the video is the same quality as the other ones that you, you've watched. It's a couple about. more videos that, yeah, a couple more
0: videos that my grandmother shot on a uh, Node.js
4: 6320. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's great.
0: <laughs> actually, let's see. Uh, uh, Joel, can we go ahead and bring up? Let, I, I have two of them. They're both short, but I th- they do give a taste. Let's look. And
4: then, and then, let's do your videos. And then, apparently, our video is ready, so we can start. It's got a great track by Dylan Francis. Do yours first, and then the one I shot on my my phone. You do. It's your not one. a
0: competition, though, right?
4: It's not. A, okay, it's not you be the judge. It's just,
0: one is authentic and has soul and character, and you can really feel the grandmotherly yeah. vibes coming through. And the other is like
4: cold and produced. Well, and, I, I, well, well, then I—it's a little bit like our sleeping arrangements. I was sleeping in a luxurious <laughs> yeah. Airbnb overlooking yeah. skyline. Da da da. da well, you're in a sauna. Here's Alo's sauna photos.
0: This is the fetal position sauna of videos. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Pretty cool. It's strange. Yeah, I'm, it's not terrible. It's and not ter- little- I mean, the
0: main thing, right? Is the, the cool thing is not the video, of course. It is the animated characters on the domes in that venue with Dylan Francis playing. I mean, it was so flippin' cool, so snug and cool. Hey, what's your language? I to be buddy. there. Excuse me. So,
4: here's cool. something I flipped through together in the last half hour. This is something I caught on my. On my- <laughs> Samsung Sponsored, phone Sponsored. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Die line, die line with the boom pow. Every
3: week now I switch to a new spout. Two twelves in the back just blew out. Everything I do end up in the news now,
4: yeah. Lead a cloud with a few now. Just some Hollywood girls and they do chow. I'm drunk, I'm drunk in the mood now. 2 AM, what you want to do now? Yeah, so no big very deal. Cool. Just a little something I just cut together using. Um, There's a little app you can download. You just do it on your phone. So, this is basically
0: a tie, right? Yeah, pretty much.
4: It's very close. It's close. It's too hard to call.
0: Very cool. And I, yeah, I saw some drug receipts uh, animations in there. I mean, very, very cool. Like to see them in the venue, like in the energy in that place, that was so sick. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't want to. We're, it's so exciting talking about the animations in there, but I, I don't want to lose kind of the, the headline here that we were on that panel with Mike Shinoda um, and got to talk about kind of like the future of creativity as we move into, the, you know, the, into Web 3.0 and the metaverse and all these things. Um, Brooke, are all those panels, are all those uh, talks available yeah. online?
4: They're getting cut to together now, Arlo. It's a great question, really good question. We're putting them together and then we're going to just like roll them out so that you'll be able to check them out little highlight clip a teaser and the main the whole the whole panel
0: we got we got a lot of really good feedback on the panel i thought that there was some really uh, thoughtful conversation um and everyone loved my uh my italian pablo picasso oh, landlord
4: oh. impression you know what people love now is um is like an exaggerated stereotype accent it's like there's not enough of it in 2022
0: Picasso, where's your rent the money? huh? <laughs> your rent is a later, right? And by yep. by the way, so and Picasso is not Italian, so the joke's really on me. <laughs> He's Spanish,
4: <laughs> but whatever. Uh, oh, babe. Uh, listen, it was really amazing, and I was impressed with both your uh, insight and Shinoda's insights. And so, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have that up on our Twitter and our Discord, and you name it, you can share it. <laughs>
0: Luigi's Italian. Give me a break. Uh, so yeah. And, and, uh, Shinoda and my insight, I appreciate that. But, and also Josh Valenzuela, who was on the panel, you know, now that you've seen as not we've shared with you guys, kind of all the amazing animations that were on site. He is, he is the team or he's responsible, um, for all those animations. So just, and we look forward to doing more collaborations with, with them going forward. So some really cool, exciting stuff, um, from melt interactive. Uh, you know there was we're not done with our video presentations yet there's one that i think randy will be excited about too because he's like he's like nfts fluff dome. what are you guys talking about it's like can we talk about rollerblading again brooke were you on when we what? showed a clip of randy rollerblading
4: no I, I i do love like i love to watch you know randy's fantastic sk- so, I'm, it's so I'm good there's
0: a whole this. how long is your section like a whole two three minute section that they released uh in conjunction with this new uh dead wheels
4: uh, it
3: was like well it was a little longer it was like 10 minutes but it's not all me skating there's there's you know half
0: of the video is the end roll is the credits right right yeah, after the like video ends it goes for it. another yeah. <laughs> there's a whole another video which is just i mean it's just as good it's still i, think really I got good. 31
3: tricks in 12 days so i'm pretty That's proud of that
0: pretty sick it's a really good video um yeah it's just incredible uh you know and it's funny because we've seen a couple of instances of this, right. Where, where people are coming, like De- Demetrius is a very prominent example of mm-hmm. it, right. Someone who was not front and center for a while. And now who's just come back on, like, and is so, uh, is so visible as a skater. Uh, and I think that you're having kind of a similar kind of resurgence where people are, cause you know, it's like, if I go skate somewhere, it's just sort of like, it's cool to see an old timer, you know, <laughs> skating, whatever. If I do a soul grind, people are so, but you're actually really skating really well like you're you are doing your skate well, but it's it's
4: relevant. is demetrius an older skater because he seems to be kind of dropping hammers like at a top level right
3: yeah no he's like he's a little bit older but he's like still like he's like mid-30s but i mean that's considered an older rollerblader mm-hmm. even like now i guess but uh he he was like a really big pro and i think he got injured and then the industry when it went down a little bit then he like Kind of fell off the, you know, the just the game. Yeah. Not that he fell skating, but he just didn't skate, you know. And then when he put his skates back on, it was like he didn't even skip a beat.
4: Yeah, he's really good. I follow him on Instagram.
0: And he also didn't realize that the the skating had changed a little bit. Not everybody was trying mm-hmm. to throw hammers all the time, right? And he's just so he's out there just wrecking himself. But it's like it
4: looks yeah, so. Yeah, like, soften now. up. It's twenty twenty two. It's all about wiggle walking now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so. What are we Speaking of rollerblading, we did have, uh, we had a rap party in, uh, uh, you know, coming at, at the end of all the events, oh, all no. the scheduled events oh, for, no, for no, fluff. World. No, no, no. um, and so this is, you know, th- from rollerbladers, this is something that gets, re- gets requested <laughs> the most, right? And we did have a That's hoax that. to reunion, which we're going to talk a little bit about coming up. There's a lot of um, trust
4: here. And, and this is not trust tree. This is not trust tree. People would,
0: Brooke refused to perform Happy Tree at the Hoax 2 reunion, which would have been probably the, right, the just most perfect place for it. But it just so happened that the week before, he had done it. He brought uh, Happy Tree back out. And it's, you know, it is a huge crowd favorite. Uh, it, rollerbladers across the world, like it is like, you know, it just warms right. our hearts uh and, and it's
4: like it, you guys have to understand it. it's like this is a of the time performance like we're all drunk in a bar it's kind of it's a trust zone and i play the song that i forgot the words to this isn't something you want to show bro, people bro, bro,
3: this is like me re-releasing this wheel you know the crayola comeback this i mean you gotta right. I, haven't even seen it. I don't even know what's coming but i know i can yeah. feel it you
4: know it's it is like you re releasing the wheel because i'm suing you for this as well oh,
0: <laughs> you
3: gotta exactly.
4: let people in
0: bro share <laughs> the love but so here's brooke here's what we're doing we're not going to play the whole thing We'll play about, you know, the first 60 seconds of it. We will talk with Brooke offline about whether or not we can post the whole thing separately for you guys to enjoy in your own time. Oh, but just to give you a taste of the magic that went down in Austin, here is a, here is a- uh, yeah, wait, awesome We need to explain, we need E3. to explain. Huh? When,
4: we're, when, when like 20 something, Danny Ross and myself, Danny started <laughs> writing this song and I kind of helped him finish it. And we played it a couple of times. We played it in a movie. And then everywhere I went for like, a hundred years, people would say, "Play Happy Tree," and um, and so it just happens that when I get back to America, or sometimes, and on that night, it was my wife that prompted it, so it's her fault. All of this is her fault, and so now you're weighing on. Not only are you fucking up Randy Spies' relationship, Arlo, you're now fucking <laughs> up mine. Okay, the relationship mangler is what you are. You do with you, you do to relationships what you do to your t-shirts. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: well well said thank you and so with that joellen let's look at let's look at a little taste of happy tree by brooke howard smith oh my
4: god oh it's not ready i'm so sorry guys uh oh, oh no oh that's right i paid joellen oh. is that right yes i think i, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no this is not the 11th hour podcast uh video happy tree so while Joe Ellen is looking for that, I'll go ahead and we'll add some color to the back, the backdrop that or the backstory that Brooke is kind of painting. Um, the video was a video. It, he said Brooke, Brooke. said that the video, the song appeared in a video, but it was not just a video. It was like the seminal uh, rollerblading video, the most probably the most influential, most impactful video from the very early days of rollerblading. And this was the video where five skaters um, were picked to travel in an RV across the united states uh what was it brooke something like 33
4: states 30, 33 33 cities and 45 days 30 33 states and 30. 45 days there you go i mean so
0: a, yeah a pretty mo- massive like when, monumental trip um, and,
4: and you know stupid things like you'd never do today like we drove around new york sitting on the top of the rv playing music uh, probably playing the same playing the songs song.
0: Happy tree, okay. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's iconic, yes. I don't know why you're so one, down on it. It's so cool. It's like such a like such a cool one, part of rollerblading history. One
4: trick um, go, pony is the way, the way bring you bring
0: it. Uh, bring up the image of the Hoax 2 VHS cover. Let's have a look at that. Because oh, this is the really? video that we're talking about. Yeah. And the cover, by the way, looks nothing like what the actual tour was. <laughs> this is such a why, weird thing. Why would <laughs> yeah. you
4: show that? It's so bad.
0: Well, because I can't show the whole video. But so Brooke and I had the biggest company at the time called Senate, which for some reason was not the sponsor of this video. Uh, in fact, the worst company at the time, this little obscure company called Pleasure Tools, which was so dumb. The whole thing was so weird. But they had they had someone from the hyper team do the cover uh, for, and they even gave it the name Anarchy Across America. The whole thing was sort of like branded without our consent um, and just sort of like completely against uh, whatever aesthetic or None whatever of the aesthetic values uh, we had.
4: I want to check in with Arlo that you remember us the same. None of us were skeletons either. I'm I'm remembering that right correctly. <laughs> Is that right? I feel okay. like I feel like all of us were complete human beings, the flesh, blood, bone, everything. So so this was completely inaccurate. Um, well, not completely because
0: that does look like b love shorts, and that could be your hair on the, could that be, could be a ponytail or something. <laughs> yeah, it could be a punter. So, I feel like... And, and has like, got a Senate belt buckle on. I
4: noticed. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, this is so bad that I'm almost wishing for Happy Tree now. Like, but, the, Okay, the, but so go to, the,
0: go to the next image. So I, I'm going to show you... Uh, this is what happened at the reunion. when. So the brook is back in the country for the first time in like decades, right? And so this is the first time that it was possible to get all five of the original skaters that went on the Anarchy Across America tour for Hoax 2 and... Uh, kneeling in the front on the bottom left is Evan Stone, who was one of the the filmers. He he produced the video. He's actually I
1: like so so great, the cover
0: man. the the cover is with the skeleton skating and anarchy across America. That is all Evan's aesthetic. I guarantee you that is those were creative decisions wow. that he was making, not us. Yes, um, <laughs> but all dear dear friends and Evan is a is a very excited and enthusiastic drug receipt supporter. So. Um, just a, it was really cool to get together, and that that photo there was taken at Brian Smith's house in Agoura Hills, California. Uh, so we all, as soon as we got into California, really the day we landed, we went to Albert Brian's.
4: He hosted a barbecue.
0: Came in with his suitcases in tow, yeah. um,
4: and I took a two hundred thirty-five dollar Uber to Brian's house. Oh, exactly no one told right, two hundred That was great. Yeah.
0: So not not close to the airport. Um, and But look at how perfectly this was all set up for Brooke at the Hoax 2 reunion, the whole crew back together again. A garage band literally was set up in Brian's garage, all the equipment with amps, everything, um, and everybody imploring him, you know, Brooke, please, you know, it, 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 make not the your magic chef, happen. Nothing could be more perfect. I don't and do things you. on
4: command, Eisenberg. You should know I'm an artist, like a, a beautiful artist. My, my voice is too pretty. Well, so um,
0: Joellen, he—I couldn't have set it up better. So let's let's run it. Let's show them this beautiful artist with the the two pretty. I didn't boys know Allo right.
4: was filming this. Never thought that someone would play this uh, for a people for people that weren't just drunk in a bar. So too special.
0: I, and it, uh, Brooke, it was really cool. You killed it. Dumb. Oh my god.
1: Happy. If
2: I pull this
4: off, it'll be a fucking miracle. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got Jim. Didn't know what to do. With him. He was like a Rolling Stone. Couldn't use a telephone.
2: If you knew what Jimmy knew, give me a monkey in the zoo. Now life is just simplicity. You eat the food from the happy tree. See you happy. The story. I got a I love it. Brooke.
4: Brooke hacked I, the system. I just, <laughs> I just tried, I just tried, tried to pull, I was pulling the plug out. Listen, we we might play more That's of great. that. We might play more of that at some point in time. I'll, we'll cut together versions and you know we'll do a remix. Dylan Francis is gonna do a little loop track on it, it's gonna be great. But for but the you'll time admit then-
0: Brooke, you'll admit that you're being you're being a little overly hard on yourself. That was actually really cool, right? I was
4: really drunk, but I really appreciate I appreciate that we gave people a little taster and a yeah. taster. And now that's mo- more people who can say, play the happy song, brother, when we're out <laughs> drunk. Play yeah, the happy yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, oh this God. is your your life's curse, right? That we're, we're slowly converting the entire I world to right. I to- have
4: two. I have two number one songs that I've produced. I just want to point that out. What's that the other one? one the Happy Tree. No, neither one of oh. them is Happy Tree.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh, number one song. You've ac- actual number one songs. I, I thought yeah, you were saying like
4: the number one songs you get requested. No, no, no. It's actual number one song. We could talk about that later. Let's do that in another podcast where we're talking more about me. So, all right. What well, about
0: I feel like, I feel like this podcast has gotten a little too NFT heavy. So I want to talk a little bit. Of roller <laughs> roller uh, but since we've got Randy here, you know, Randy skated for Senate, right? Brooke and I had the company Senate almost 30 years ago. Randy was probably the biggest, all right, right. Uh, skater, biggest star we had in terms of skating ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the wheels, right? The icon, the most iconic wheels in the history of the sport were the Randy Crayola wheels, um, but Randy and I also, we shared a lot of other sponsors together. We both skated for Roses. Uh, we traveled together with Roses. We both skated for USD. Uh, Randy actually we go on to start his own skate company, Deshi. Um, but Joellen, let's show, I want to show the picture of Randy's throne. Um, this was, a, he's not going to like the picture because I saw he commented on this. <laughs> this is an old school version of Elise. Ran- Elisa, have you seen this? You know that guy? Oh, I've
2: seen that, yeah.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't have left that guy in California right still- <laughs> so that that's randy with his scene hairdo right blow dry brush forward but that's his skate right that's his pro skate with usd with the mm. the fat tongue the extra tongue which was a thing for a while so um funny. but kind of sick looks cool um but so i had a pro skate with usd also right so the let's go show the next one let's show the arlo throne um and got talk the about old photos on, yeah. yeah but it's got its own version of a kind of puffy tongue looks a little less uh a little less designed but whatever but so that also in its own right is a kind of iconic skate at least the colorway um but so a conversation kind of broke out about this on our discord yesterday late last night someone asked john nicely who's one of our resident rollerblade experts like what's the story with the special gray skate does it have any background and he wasn't sure actually uh so i wanted to point out that the special gray skate actually is based on this pro skate that i had with usd Joel, and you can bring up the next uh, the next slide. So you can kind of see there, right, with the orange laces and the kind of gray on gray uh, colorway there. But so it's you know it's more of an inspiration than a, a direct um, reference. But you can see that it is clearly inspired by by my pro skate with USD.
3: I like that he's riding anti rocker. By the way, he's not riding flat.
0: I made them all anti rocker. I got awesome. little feet, so I got to represent the anti rocker. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, nicely. It didn't make you look stupid. Like I said, it's not that direct of a reference. Probably if the, the the boot was a little wider, it might've been more clear. But also no one expects you to know everything all the time. So together we'll get there. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the special gray skate is just an example of um, there's a lot of traits built into the collection, right? And as they always say in Fluff World, every trait, right? Uh, means something. Every every trait uh, is important. Counts.
4: Every every, ca- every trait counts as something like
0: that. I'm just paraphrasing. Paraphrasing whatever they say in Fluff world, <laughs> right? Every trait something. Uh, every trait counts. Um, so, uh, and so there we're talking about one. Trait that came up in conversation yesterday. But what's true for that is true for all the things in the collection. You know, I, I have a history of, of 20 to 30 years of designing and, and doing art. And so we had a long uh, artistic vocabulary to lean on when designing traits for, for this collection. And all of them are meaningful in one way or another. And we have some programs like our time capsules where we, we kind of bring you in, show you the history um, behind a lot of these traits. And just there, we were able to tell you the background on the special gray skate. So now you know. Uh,
4: So now you know.
0: So now you know, right there. Uh, Ask Randy a rollerblading question. Because I know, Brooke, you're going to watch this later and tell me how I brought Randy on just to sit here and listen, listen to me talk, just like I did to my daughter. So no,
4: you'll answer the question. There's an Arlo technique that people will learn that there's usually a person sitting next to him. That's the story will start out with say, like, so Randy and I were, and then it would slowly drift into a story about your life and some of your insights. And <laughs> Randy just left sitting there, like, going, you know, so, I, I mean, it's it's not bad, and people enjoy it. I mean, there are pe- lots of people still listening, Um, and Randy is listening a lot because he's not really talking. You well, I'm know.
3: learning as well, so it's entertaining, yeah. you know? But, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to interject and be like, well, he made that skate his colorway, and he should have made it my colorway because it probably would have sold way more NFTs. <laughs> though, right? But whatever, it's okay. It's probably, I, true. probably true. A little bit. I mean, at least one NFT should have had, you know, the Crayola wheels on it, right? Wouldn't that
4: have made sense? Yeah, it would have been great for us. We we could have released it this this. Week. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, no, are were you gonna were you gonna talk? Were you gonna drop it? Not, we're not dropping that Alpha now, right? Oh, we, uh, no, probably not.
0: No, huh?
4: Hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. Do are we? we? Well, do we want to talk about? Let's just start with the. Um, I mean, do you think John will let us talk about our the, how we? I'm going to type it in the comments. Let's see. Well, Hold so up. let's put it this way. Um, so read the thing, dude.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. In our show notes, Brooke, we kind of have this lined up. So I think that you're okay. Uh, oh, okay, I'm okay. After, after Austin, right, we've already kind of got into the California part of, of this last week's adventures. Uh, it started with the Hoax 2 reunion. but And Hoax 2 was in L.A. Um, but then we had a whole Orange County portion of the trip because a lot of kind of our skating connections are based in Orange County. Also the apparel, uh, partners that we were meeting with were based in Orange County. So we another met with
4: 200, them. another $230 Uber.
0: Right, right. Nothing is a cheap Uber in California. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, and also we've talked a lot about John Julio, but his shop uh, for them, skates is based in downtown Santa Ana. Randy lives in downtown Santa Ana. I used to live next door to Randy in downtown Santa Ana. John Julio used to live next door, to, door to Randy in downtown Santa Ana. Just Aaronforth, uh, Brian Konosky, uh, just a whole lot of rollerbladers lived in the same, the very same loft community, the same complex in downtown Santa Ana. It was just really cool. It became like a halfway home for skaters, kind of transitioning out of their pro careers. Uh, but Randy is still there. And, and now, so downtown Santa Ana, which became kind of like an epicenter for rollerblading and rollerblading activity, uh, now it really is because since John Julio was there, he started uh, his shop. He started, the, you know, he started Them Skates, the skate company in downtown Santa Ana. He hosts every year the biggest uh, rollerblading competition in the United States is hosted in downtown Santa Ana. So downtown Santa Ana has become not just you know a, a key location in rollerblading. They become a key partner because they partner with John, in, you know, in providing the location and supporting the event. Wasn't that weird? Uh, so oh. that was that was not where we are. But yeah, I thought the yeah, same thing. That was funny. Yeah, that
3: was Amber.
4: Oh, Amber walking across. Amber, the yeah, behind here, right behind you? We both thought it was well, at Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! You're like, what? There's a ghost. Um, uh-huh. yeah. But cool. it, I, it feels like you're getting to a point. Like I can sense that you're getting to the point. You're almost there. Let's go. <laughs> but, but so, so
0: right so the the big uh, the big event that John puts on every year is called the blading cup and this year for the first time he's added a second date so the blading cup always happens around the end of October the beginning of November every year but this year they've added uh, an April date it's coming up I think believe April 28th to May 1st is going to be the next blading cup Uh, we've already talked about, right. Randy's here. Uh, we've shown you rollerblading in the collection. Everybody knows that rollerblading is kind of a big part of our history and it definitely features prominently in the collection. And so one thing that we wanted to do to, to give back to rollerblading, uh, was support, uh, John Julio in the blading cup. So, whether he wants
4: it or not, right, right. We, we,
0: right. We went there to tell him we were supporting him. We didn't ask him how we could. Um, But we met with him to discuss uh, sponsoring Blading Cup. So we have agreed to sign on as a title sponsor for the next Blading Cup. Um, And what Brooke was getting at was some of the alpha to go along with it. I don't know if we're at liberty to disclose that yet.
4: I mean, it's your company. You can do whatever you want. Uh,
0: But here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to manipulate the market, right? Do I? Do I have to, Am I? Do I have to be worried about that at all? Is Is there ever a time when it's too soon to say something?
4: No, you just say, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You did sit right." We we want to take a screenshot of the of the holders of various traits, and then trait drops. Guys happen like this. We look at a trait, and then we go, "Okay, there is like 225 of those." What's a cool thing we could do for them? And we organize it, and those will be sometimes digital, like an NFT drop, or physical, like a ticket to a party or something else, um, you know, in the real world. And so um, we we have a, a a trade drop coming up. Um, that is specifically built around the Blade Cup. And so you guys can speculate and do all you want. We're, before we tell you what it is, we're going to take take a screen capture to see who owns those so that any trades after that, um, it will go to the, the holders on that screen capture day. So you guys can just start speculating and freaking out um, about what it could be, um, the trade. But do that in your Discord and your funny Twitters.
0: And also start making plans for... Uh, to go to Santa Ana, downtown Santa Ana for the blading cup. Uh, another thing that we'd like to do, and this has not been planned yet, but it certainly is within our capabilities. And, and I, I would say, chances are very good. This will happen, but we'd also like to do a drug receipts after party, uh, since we'll have. Oh, so then, many- let's
4: do that for sure. Let's let's do yep. a, a drug receipts. That's a great idea.
0: Well, Lisa, will you please stop walking around in the background? There? <laughs> really freaking us out. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll definitely do a, a drug receipts after party and would be great to have, you know, we're going to have, obviously, the rollerblading community will be there. We'd love to have drug snugglers out there. And for a lot of you, you right, you have feet in both worlds, right? You're drug snugglers, you're yeah. rollerbladers, so.
4: The more people we could get, um, boring people about NFTs at that party, the better it's going to be. Like, oh, no, you, you don't understand it. Right-click save. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, validated on the board. You got, you're right. you got, got best, it all wrong, yeah. The best looks, conversation you you know, Yeah as someone that is just so passionate about how nfts are changing the world i get like into these deep and you could just see their eyes glazing over everything's gonna change oh it's just so great anyway so, so what party that's gonna be
0: and i do want to before we get off of it let's go ahead and show a picture i've got a couple a couple of photos of the interior of the them skate shop brooke it's actually while you were there so it's cool seeing john julio oh, I,
4: I should say um Alexander says, why does Brooks say this is Arlo's project? I'm a part of it. Arlo is the creative dictator of this project. I've never had, I mean, many of the greatest, like there's no doubt that I'm the reason this project is so successful, just like Arlo's <laughs> last successful project. Basically. Like there's no doubt. Like we've what we've really nailed is what, what the secret source is. It's me. But mm. he's still in control. The truth is I've had like, you know, Middling success without Arlo as well. So the 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 joy is that he is in charge. He's my captain. I will let him do anything but mess with my T-shirts the way that he messes with it. So anyways, moving along. You were going to say something Arlo. I this photo. Can not cut
0: your T-shirt? No, I'm just, I'm, Joel, and you can go ahead. And, there you go. So there's Brooke oh, yeah, and, and John Julio. Yep. That's right. So that's in the Demskate shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool. I, I just thought the neon was cool because that's the brain dead Um, John did a really cool collaboration with a really trendy uh, uh, boutique shop that's got locations around the world, but they have a really great shop in uh, Los Angeles and Fairfax. Just as a kind of an indication of the kinds of projects that John's involved with, Um, you know, and Randy earlier when he was talking about his wheels said that, you know, it's hard to do a collaboration with John because he has so many things on his schedule. He's got so many cool collaborations uh, coming up over the next year and beyond. Um, so we are also trying to get on John's calendar. There are cool things that we want to do with him. We talked a lot about that while we were there, but you know, mostly I'm saying this to compliment John. He has just done such a good job for rollerblading and expand, you know, much like we are trying to, you know, broaden our, our audience and the kind of the ideals that we promote with drug receipts. John has really broadened the exposure and raised the visibility of, of rollerblading along with his own brand.
4: Hey, uh, I've got a good question from GP here. Are you considering a drug receipts token? So this entire project is an experiment in the tokenization of um, you know creating this 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 intercept uh, intersect between art, skepticism, science, um, uh, subversion. And then then the brand that is a result of that, tokenizing that so that the community has you know significant involvement power. Um, and as a part of the success. So yeah, at some point in time, we would love to build out a token. Cool. And we don't even know. We don't have a name for it. I'd love to, like, you know, we didn't name uh, Mycelium. I think that came from the community for Fluff World. It'd be cool to start jamming on what token names could be.
0: That, that's one of our favorite things to do is to name things, to give them clever, you know, drug receipts yeah, related yeah. names. So yeah, we'll love that.
4: Hello. It's quarter to eight here and I promised my wife dinner. Um, But you've got another two hours. Is that right? What's your schedule that you're thinking of running this for?
0: Uh, I was thinking about starting my interview with Randy here in the next half hour. (laughs) I really really (laughs) want to ask him some some questions. Um, Sean Brown's
4: already done it. Drug money is already... It's just... It kind of writes itself. I mean, we're all going to go... There's no way we can fly from country to country now. Someone already pointed out that when you Google already like the words drug lords, actually Google with our names already, which is stupid. Like that's ridiculous. And so eventually, stupid and
0: ridiculous aren't always the same thing.
4: Yeah, what do you say? Stupid and ridiculous.
0: They're not always the same
4: thing. No. no. So I okay, get drug money. It's fantastic. That's fantastic.
0: Oh, for the tokens. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's great. great. I mean,
4: it's straight away. <laughs> Brooke, before
0: you jump out to spend time okay. with your wife, I just want to show a couple more photos because they're oh, from yeah. okay. it's sort of the that. end of our trip in Orange County. We had the big, you know, we talked about the Hoax reunion, but we also had a big reunion in Orange County. Uh, as we've mentioned, so many skaters are kind of based in uh, Orange County and South. So here's, and uh, you know, for anyone that is a rollerblader, all each one of these faces like is just so you know is such kind of like like an important figure in the history of rollerblading. But going from left to right, that that's me there next to Just Forth, John Julio, Brooke Howard Smith, Randy Spizer, Evan Stone, Dave Payne, Tyler Shields, and Pat Parnell. Uh, so just so cool to be able to to get together with all those people. And you know what made all this possible is Brooke getting back into the country. I mean that that really was just kind of the. Well, also because uh, I
4: also because Ali stitched me with the bill. That's what made it possible. Like not only did I two 200- hundred. $30 Uber ride. But at the end of the night, Allah was like, Can you grab the bill? I mean, all these well, people are rich. They're all rich, independently rich, but no, I mean, I'm sounding a bit complaining here. Come back I, to America, pay the in bill. My
0: defense, in my defense, I pretended to pay the bill and I declared very loudly that I was picking up the bill. Uh, but then quietly uh, slunk out as, as Brooke actually paid for it. But that's kind of, that's the story of our lives, right? I mean, that's the history of Senate and drug receipts and everything, right? Yeah. It's just me taking credit for G- Brooke's genius behind the scenes. Uh,
4: what a, That's a perfect time for me to, um, to leave this in what's probably act one of one of the great, interviews randy almost <laughs> ready just about ready to say a word randy he's almost ready to talk ask um, ask
0: him anything you want brooke before you go
4: um like what's your, not that like, easy what? <laughs> easier, it's easier just to talk about yourself yeah. um how's your back recovered after that wheel i threw at it in 1996 and your well, memory the good
3: thing is i didn't really cry that long maybe like <laughs> I, how do you know <laughs> I don't um, even remember if you are mad at, you are really mad at like, something I, I'd done, but.
4: Uh, well, you probably didn't sell enough wheels that week. Just right. get back. You know, I was like, get back to work, Spiza. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I hope your romance this week goes well. Um, I, <laughs> I personally, if you need anyone to like, if you want to um, like a referral or like a, a testimonial, I spent some time with uh, Randy Spizer the, yeah. record this. Um, I recently spent some time with Randy Spicer in Orange County and then in Los Angeles when he came back in a $240 me, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he got stuck at our hotel. But it was a really cool hotel. And in that time, whoever is watching this, Mm -hmm. I saw a young man that's really developed into a complete person, a good human with a great heart. And my feeling is that if you're thinking about potentially finding someone that's going to make you both happy and improve your daily life, Randy Spicer is the guy for you think about it and then potentially give him a call. Thank you. So and you, know, you
0: okay. notice he didn't ask you a question either, right? Right.
3: Yeah. He taught, yeah. I, but at least did he was at least speaking just- about me instead of speaking about himself. So that was actually, really <laughs> nice. yeah. but I know one thing that might really help is if I happened to, you know, maybe just book a flight tonight or something to New Zealand and I had a place to stay. Cause it's kind of expensive maybe to book on that quick, but
4: Oh yeah.
3: You know, anyone I could stay with in New Zealand by any chance?
4: Are you, are you, are you pushing on that? No, she's not even in New Zealand. Are you talking about? No, me? no, okay. I'm going
3: to take her there with me. Like, if, if, if that would be pretty good. Oh, awesome. I see what you're saying.
4: I see what you're yeah. saying. I see, like, yeah, well, let's organize that. Uh, come out for New Year's Eve. We're throwing a big party. Drug receipts, throwing a big party New Year's oh, Eve. Okay. Oh, perfect timing. That, that could be good. Yeah, okay. Well, great work. Okay. Have a,
2: <laughs>
4: have a fantastic night, guys. Um, Thanks. And bro. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the rest of Acts 2 3. And. Uh, all the way to 7 of Alo's interview of Randy Spies the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> We you. got it. Thanks, Brooke. Bye, Brooke.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Just chimed right in. Maybe Tyler will pop in.
2: <clears throat> all
0: right. So, Randy, yes sir. We've talked about Orange County. We've talked about LA. I'm um, going to talk a little bit more about LA. Uh, Joellen, can you bring up the image of the drug lords? Since Brooke was going in on, you know, the the wisdom of, of calling ourselves drug lords, which I don't even think we coined that ourselves. I feel like the meds may have come up with that <laughs> one. Um, but so this is a shot from LA. This is a shot in Tyler's studio. It's in his house. This was downstairs. And we got some, you know, this is one of the luxuries of having Tyler as part of the team, right? He is, you know, one of the premier fine art photographers in the world and we just get to go shoot with him, right? Uh, whenever we're in town. Um, and so this was in his in his basement, in his home studio. And we not only got some great photos, but we also took an interview. We, while the three of us were together, we got to, to talk a bit about the project um, and, you know, put our brains together a little bit. Uh, and that's just for, that's just what happened in front of the camera. But we also got to take advantage of some real focused time for the three of us to be together and to uh, strategize and talk about, you know, roadmap goals um, and next steps for drug receipts. We've talked a little bit about that already, right? We've talked about blading cup. Um, we've hinted at or teased some uh some trait drops uh we've talked a little bit about merch and the drug receipts apparel which is something that i'm really excited about i mean just because so much of my history has been designing uh apparel um and the added dimension of kind of like this tokenization or this tokenized merch where we get to include uh your nfts your tokens in the in the apparel and in the collection is really exciting um not ready to share much more about that yet, other than it, things are just developing uh, steadily. Um, and uh, and I don't think I can even say who we partnered with yet, because I'm not sure that that is finalized, although it's pretty close. Uh, but it's a really cool partner that we're, we're working with on the apparel. They have experience both in the apparel industry. These are people that I've worked, that I've known from years ago. Uh, back when I was in streetwear um, and but they also now are in the nft space and the web three space and are kind of onboarding people from uh, from streetwear culture and sneaker head culture into the the nft space. Uh, so they just kind of check all the boxes. It's kind of like the perfect partner to be doing our our merch with. Um, but we will once that is more formalized we'll we'll fill you guys guys in on the detail and hopefully also have some more. Um, to share in terms of what the actual apparel uh, looks like, because it's, it's really exciting. Um, and I guess since we're talking about Tyler, we should also talk about, we're talking about Tyler and Roadmaps. We've got a couple of art shows coming up. We've talked about these in other channels, uh, but we'll go ahead and get it on the podcast here because they're very, very exciting. And art and subversion are important pillars for drug receipts. So it stands to reason that we would have gallery exhibitions. Tyler already is one of the top um, fine art uh, gallery uh, draws in the world. He, he shows and has openings in the biggest art galleries around the world. And so now we have an opportunity to share those spaces with drug receipts as well. His next show coming up happens to be right here in Dallas, Texas. Where are you guys going to be April 23rd, Lisa? Where are you going to be April 23rd? You're not listening to the whole thing? I thought you were hanging I on was, every I word. Was, is, is this not riveting? Uh, I have no
2: plans on April 23rd.
0: Okay. So Randy might be coming back in to watch your <laughs> dog because we're going to the art show. Um, April 23rd is at the Samuel Lynn Gallery here in Dallas, Texas. One of, they're one of Tyler's big um, galleries. Uh, they're going to have a Tyler Shields show. But the Samuel Lynn Gallery already has an entire wing of their gallery set up for digital art. Uh, in Tyler's past shows, they would show Tyler's NFTs in the digital wing. And it's really, it's really cool the way it's set up. It's like, you know, the monitors are set up. It's, it looks like displaying visual art, Um, but it's digital art. And so we're going to basically take over that wing and it will be for drug receipts. So it's going to be like a Tyler Shields X or Tyler Shields versus drug receipts collaboration show. Uh, And we are still working out the details for how we include you because, you know, we I, there's probably going to be something like maybe half a dozen to nine monitors in there. And so we'll want to show different pieces. So we're coming up with a way to curate the pieces so that we get, uh, obviously we have your, your, some of your collection in there as well. Um, cause Tyler does own one very spectacular one of one drug receipt, but that alone is not a show. So we need, we're going to need others in the collections. So we're going to sort that out. Um, but that's coming up this month. That is so all these decisions, all these details that have yet to be hammered out are happening right now. So you can expect updates to be happening very, very soon and frequently. Um, April 23rd. Have I said the date for that yet? So mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be the weekend before Blading Cup. This is going to be a very uh, <laughs> densely packed next. A month or two, because then right after blading cup, I think May 5th. And this is very dangerous me being alone here saying this. Cause I don't honestly don't know what I'm actually authorized to say, but I'm pretty sure Tyler has already spilled the beans on this, but Tyler show Tyler Shields is already booked and committed to do a, a show for Sotheby's in Los Angeles. Sotheby's has a new Los Angeles, uh, a new Los Angeles location. Sotheby's, if you don't know, is like the premier fine art auction house. Tyler is the only living fine art photographer to have had a solo show with Sotheby's. Uh, Sotheby's has described Tyler as the Andy Warhol of our generation. So Tyler Shields is having a show at Sotheby's in LA in May. Uh, I believe the date is May 5th. And he has already... Uh, arranged with them to include in his show, uh, a drug receipts NFT. So this is very high exposure, very good exposure for the entire brand. Uh, What happens with um, Tyler Shields and Sotheby's elevates the entire uh, visibility um, and prestige of the project. So this is a very very exciting development um and as you can imagine there will be a lot of uh press that goes along with this so this is something that we're very excited about and i hope that i'm not divulging anything too soon here but you know it's we're we're talking about almost just a month away so at this point it's time we you you knew uh yeah so uh, you know, again, we've, we've talked a few times and in a few different ways about, you know, what an incredible partner Tyler is to have and what an important uh, collaborator he is in this project. But especially with one of our ex- explicitly stated goals being kind of like the, you know, the val- promoting the values uh, of, of art. And this is an artistic venture an enterprise first and foremost. And so our association with Tyler really helps to establish that. Uh, so exciting! Is that cool? Sounds amazing.
3: <laughs> so,
0: so that's one show here, yeah. right? So, I'll be and then another in... one in LA, uh-huh. right? And we can do we can do <laughs> them all, right? Just a home, a home, <laughs> and home, right? Like a basketball game, like where you play one on their court and then one on the other's court. Very cool. Wait, how long have you been here? Did you hear that whole awkward conversation about the rom com and Randy? Totally. Oh my yeah. gosh! How embarrassing. <laughs> Wait, no, she just
3: walked in. Remember we saw her? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, we, you're lying. We
0: saw you come in. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, well, thank goodness because, yeah. Um, okay, so we've covered the art shows. Great. So we've been taking questions throughout. I think now is a good time to stop it down and see if anyone's got any questions. We've introduced a lot of cool, I think, information, a lot of cool alpha. Drug Snugglers, we're looking at you. Uh, Dawn, anything coming from the Discord? Jesse, anything in the uh, anything in the live chat here in YouTube? What do we got? <laughs> really, Don? Nothing from Discord. What are they doing in there? You know what? It's. I bet it's all sixty nine, sixty nine all the time in the Discord. <laughs> that that place is out of control. And by the way, for anyone, because Don, you know what, Don, you reminded me of this. Because I don't even think that I have to explicitly say this, but for anyone who you know, I almost don't even want to say it. I'll put it this way for anyone who is wondering about what's next for drug receipts and what things we are doing to promote the brand and how we are continuing, uh, to deliver on, you know, our, our, our promise or our, our, our covenant, our com- our contract with you to deliver, uh, c- keep delivering, um, value in the brand. And this is, I'm not giving financial advice here. I'm saying, you know, we are all in this journey together to create something really special. And so what are we doing to, you know, to that end? And hopefully, you know, we've impressed on you with these, you know, these high-profile gallery exhibits coming up uh, with the development of our our merch and apparel program, uh, with our sponsorship of um, the Blading Cup, you know, and all everything that we're talking about right now, guys, is stuff that's happening like within the next month. right? So this is a very, very fast timeline. So for any of you that are sweating, like the minute to minute fluctuations of floor price, you are not looking at this right. This is a fast moving ship and we have really exciting things planned, but the the value on these things will be realized not in minutes, not in minute to minute, but over days and weeks and months. This is a long-term project with long-term goals and big vision, big ideas. So thank you for all of you that are along for the ride um and being along for the ride doesn't just mean owning an nft i hope that you guys have nfts we love uh all of our drug snugglers but also just being aligned in terms of the values and the goals of the project uh if you want to support um art and subversion and science and skepticism uh you know that is our community the people that wear drug receipts apparel they're not all going to own drug receipts nfts it's going to be people that align with the values that we're promoting, so we hope that our 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 community uh, will be much bigger than the the four thousand current holders that we have right now, right? It's it, we are looking to we're looking to have a, you know a much bigger impact. So it, this is an exciting journey, uh, and we're all on it together. All right, any questions yet? Um, have you shared your favorite? drug receipts so far that you own? Or do you love all your children equally? That is a great question. And it really bums me out. Uh, I do love them all. And if I'm honest, I love some more than others. And, you know, it wasn't until the the script spit out 10,000 of them uh, that I, you know, I started to really see what was possible in the collection. Um, but so here's what's happened, right? Brooke has many uh, NFT successes under his belt. So, he has a big war chest of Ethereum just on hand to, to purchase at will. I don't. So, when we launched, I bought some NFTs, but Brooke, who was just sweeping the floor and like <laughs> buying up all the, the corpse paint tabbies and just like pick, figuring out what his favorites was and just doing all that stuff, like I didn't have the luxury of doing that. Like, I would see NFTs and I'd be like, oh, I really want that one, but I had no way of getting it. And I'm sure a lot of you are out there are like, yeah, welcome to my world, right? That's the position most of us are in. We, we don't just have the luxury of being out and going and getting every NFT we want. Um, I fully expect, hopefully, uh, as I start, you know, as, as my NFT or my uh, Ethereum war chest, you know, grows, I will be able to pick up more of the drug receipts that I actually want. albeit um, at a higher price, but I believe in the project, so I'm not worried about that but I'm really excited about getting the ones that I love and I've started to do it. I've started picking up some that I, I just think aesthetically are really cool. I love corpse paint also. I just think it's a cool vibe. Um, so yeah. And then, but beyond that, it's just kind of the way that the colors work out the same, the same thing that you guys are doing. Like when you see just a, a, a good combination, like I've noticed some of you have discovered kind of the, the poor man's murdered out, uh, right. Where you've got the, you've got the, um, Either blacked out or kind of the blue uh, characters on the blue background with the blue attributes, then you kind of get a, a, a kind of a, a, a poor man's version of the murdered out series. So, yeah, I'm experiencing the collection just like you guys. You guys are, and yeah, uh, Randy, have you even had any time to look at them yet? Beyond the two that are in your well, I saw now?
3: at least uh, I would say 29 of them because that's how many nicely. That's how many he, nicely yeah. he's bought. He bought a lot. He when, has way more than me. I think he only has 28 now because he actually gifted me one. Yeah. And yeah, um, so I, I've yeah I've got to look at some of them. And then I I, I went to the open sea and I went through the whole collection. So I let me ask for you a while. this: There's a lot of them.
0: Brooke will be shocked that I'm actually yeah. asking. We're two hours in now. I'm finally asking you a question. All right. But the only reason I'm asking is because it's a question about me ultimately. Good. So. <laughs> but because you're someone who's been around so long right yeah. since the very early days of senate been around rollerblading mm-hmm. you have followed you're, you're aware of franco shade and ghost brand when you look at the collection and this is kind of putting you on the spot because you don't have the collection in front of you and you haven't had a lot of time to really get into it mm-hmm. but do you recognize traits or things that are familiar you're like oh i rem-, you know i've seen that in other uh
3: work. no i haven't really yeah i'm sure i could if i went through it like for instance the one that you gave me the halo i instantly recognized that but um yeah, I mean that's your style. I mean, I imagine it's like the Angry Youth guy with the halo above him in that sense. Um, but it, everything felt so familiar, that's mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like I've seen, I've seen the evolution of your artwork, you know, and even into the like the the new Roadhouse. Well, you took your old style and, and and brought it into the you know into the new, and it, it just feels so comfortable. And it does, it really like reflects you and all this stuff. Like so, everything I've seen so far, it feels you know good to me in that sense.
0: They're talking about Rawlinson's red Richard skate. So there's a lot of skates in the collection. Oh, okay. And so I got to make different colored skates. Uh, so some of, just kind of the, some of the ones in my mind that I was kind of like giving a nod to just mm-hmm. from skating history. But I have all red skates that are kind of a nod to Richard. I have yellow skates, which are kind of a nod to Demetrius's Killer Bees. Um, I did a uh, black skate with a white cuff, which was just sort of the, Classic Shima is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put my special gray skate in there. Uh, and then I, and then just sort of just some generic ones just to have different skates. But the way that the script is set up is I didn't make the skates match. So as you can see in a lot of them, like they don't, a lot yeah. of them don't even have two, two skates. skates right? on. it's just yeah, one yeah. leg has a skate. So when, when both skates get put together, it is cool, right? Then you've got one. Right. That. And Richard has already checked to see how many put the all red left skate with oh, the wow. all red right skate. And I've checked it too. I think there's only four. No way. Uh-huh and he, he, you know, he wants them all. Um, <laughs> I think I actually minted one in my collection. I have one, I think, or maybe one of our corporate accounts. Cause we have a couple of corporate accounts where we bought a lot, like, so we can give back to our community members yeah. or for promotions and stuff. So I think in one of our corporate accounts, we might have one with two red skates. I shouldn't say it publicly. Cause now we probably going to come at me, but, <laughs> um, and people in chat are, are calling out kind of some of the legacy or nostalgic traits in there devil horns yeah the the different skates we've talked about um you know you talk about the the sort of the familiarity and the comfort comfortability Mm. with the collection but you know randy we we made our lives skating for a long time and in our early and formative years uh and I, i don't know how much how much people know about our history, like so much of our lives, like we've done together, right? Um, from same skate sponsors, you know, traveled the world together. Uh, and then after skating, you got me both of my jobs after skating, right? Yes. You got me my my first job in a mainstream agency outside of skating with Paul Frank. We worked there together. And then after I got fired from Paul we, Frank, we got we, after we got everybody, got, everybody got laid off yeah. at Paul Frank, uh, you got me my next job at fuse. Correct which is where you met your girl. That's a friend who's sitting over there. (laughs) So Fuse in a way has brought us all together. Um, but, but so talk to me about the experience of being someone, right. Who, who, who sort of had a dream, right. Life at the beginning where we were just, we were passionate about something. We were paid to do what we love. We're doing it every day and we traveled the world doing it. How do you feel passion? How do you build passion into your life now? Um, well, wow, that's an interesting question. Because, yeah, I somehow
3: I mean, the most recent passions went, it went like full circle back into roleblading. But like I said, like, um, you know, after roleblading, I didn't really know what to do. And what I just kind of fell into a career, uh, and it was design, you know, and, and that just happened because I had to design for my roleblading brands. And, uh, and so one thing led to another, you know, and then I ended up at, like, you know, Paul Frank, which then we we worked together, then I ended up at another ad agency, which I've been there now for 14 years, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and I just keep doing whatever they pretty much tell me to do. But it all relates back into like something that I learned from skating. And then, um, you know, during that time to keep myself like, you know, moving and stuff, I started working out and all these things. And, and luckily, uh, that, you know, happened, because when rollblading came back to me again, I was like, physically ready to actually still skate You know, and I, I mean, I surprised myself being able to do the tricks I can do, but then I realized it's because I put a lot of work in prior to, um, you know, keeping myself in shape and stuff. So like, so passionately, like the things, I don't know, I felt like it just, it was like, it came full circle and it was just meant to like, you know, be skating again in that sense.
0: So you have a, you have a character trait that is, you know, I think has been talked about a lot and is evident in kind of your own life. But i'd like I'd like to hear from you what you think about it or what you attribute it to but you know when you pick up things you go all in and you like you master them right um, fishing uh table tennis skating um, flash mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, A- uh AOL fishing or whatever you're doing when you used to scam people <laughs> um, but so what is it like in your personality how would you describe that uh
3: i' I'd have to like say it's an addictive personality you know like um i just kind of anything i really like to do i just try to figure out how to do it i always want to like improve on something that i'm doing like i i really like to best myself like it's not really a competition against you it's just more like i mean it might be something like table tennis where i have to beat you in the game mm-hmm. or something but it's more about impressing myself and i kind of find awe in that so like every time um i do something that i didn't think i could do it just kind of like I don't know it flips my own lid i get like pretty stoked on it and i tend to find these like sports and things or whatever like that kind of just keep on letting you keep on doing that you know what i mean like there's no end to it mm-hmm. you know so i feel i feel like it's that chase like uh like i'll forever chase something like something that i love or i believe in you know what i mean mm-hmm.
0: you know it's interesting that you described it as an addictive personality um because neither you nor i have ever been like big drinkers or big drug users right mm-hmm. um but we have done drugs together, <laughs> uh, but and not like insignificantly, like like what I would consider like major kind of milestones in terms of um, growth and development and drug use. <laughs> but this this is sort of a thorny subject. And if, if Brooke was on, we wouldn't be allowed to talk about this. But I think that one of the you know, one of the defining characteristics of the space that we're trying to carve out with drug receipts is. A safe space to have adult conversations, right? Things which people might normally find objectionable or taboo to talk about, uh, to have responsible conversations about those kinds of things. Um, and the project is actually called Drug Receipts. So, and like Brooke said, you know, we are idiots. Maybe we're idiots for calling it Drug Receipts. for are calling ourselves drug lords for having an email server called, you know, drugreceipts.com. Just like everything you can do to get flagged or shut down. Um, we've built that all into the brand. But in a sense, I like it, right? Because if you're going to be challenging, then by definition, you're going to be challenged, right? So if you want to provide challenging content, then you have to expect that not everyone's going to get it and that it's not going to be the smoothest path or the one with least resistance. So I kind of welcome that. It's the very, it's one of the driving forces behind my art, right? It's, I'm, I intend for it to be a challenging and it, you know, I can't just expect that the people who get it are going to be like, "Oh, cool, Arlo, that's so great." I also know that there are going to people, be people who question, question it and say, "Why would you do that? Or what? Why, what are you promoting?" Or you know, um, so I welcome those conversations. To that end, this is going to be one of those conversations. This is going to be an adult conversation about drugs. And before we get into it, I should offer a little bit more of a preface and say, talk. Um, specifically about what drug receipts relationship to drugs is uh, because it's in the name, but this is not a company or a brand that advocates uh, for drug use. That's, that's not why it's called drug receipts. We don't advocate for the opposite of drug use. I'm not saying that you should not use drugs. We are uh, morally um, agnostic about whether drugs are good or bad. I don't have a strong opinion about it. Uh, some people you know, enjoy using drugs recreationally. Some people abuse drugs uh people can die from drug use but drugs can also provide you know benefits in terms of medicine Um, and even in terms of spiritual or intellectual uh awareness Uh, there's just there's a whole lot of uh, opinions you can have about drugs and drug receipts does not have a strong opinion about it Uh, the purpose of the brand and the reason drugs are in the name is for all the things that we talked about because they are a metaphor for something that is challenging they represent something that people have strong opinions about. So it is a way to drive conversation. Does that all make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Randy, when we work together, you start getting into skepticism also. Right. I'm going in on the drugs right now, <laughs> but whatever happened to that?
3: Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I still, li- uh, I, and I kind of fell off a little bit as much as uh, I used to listen to the, you know, uh, what, science? Skeptic Scott? Skeptic Scott of the Universe. Yeah. yeah. That was a, a big podcast that you put me on and it was, uh, but it taught me a lot. I learned a lot about like critical thinking and things like that. And then I ended up actually listening to more audio books, mm-hmm. you know, uh, along those lines and stuff. And I think it really, you know, switched my mindset about a lot of things, you know, question things, you know, but, you know, look into things a little bit more instead of just like believing everything in that sense, you know? And
0: yeah,
3: it's interesting stuff. Perfect.
0: Mr. LB. So polarizing combos are the best. I don't know if you're saying that, you know, uh, uh, facetiously, but uh, to just to put a little more nuance on it, the, the polarized conversations are the worst, right? where people are entrenched in whatever their position is. It's the nuanced conversations, the deeper conversations in the middle that we're really aiming for. And so in that way, drug receipts is an invitation to have those conversations. So let's have a, an adult nuanced conversation about drug use. Um, Randy and I did LSD together for the first time, the first time either of I, either of us had ever tried it. And if I recall, the inspiration for it was actually a skeptical podcast. We listened to it, right. It was either Sam Harris or Stephen Nobel, well, someone talking about, uh, talking about psychedelic experience.
3: And I believe it made it sound like not as scary because I feel like you hear these things about like LSD. It's like you, you do it once you go on this trip and you never come back. Like right. it, found, it sounds so scary and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe, uh, when they were speaking about it, it sounded like, you know, it's, not as scary as people make it like sound to be, you know?
0: Well, and because the way that they talked about it, they said, you know, they said they, you know, they did it with a guide, right? They had someone who would used it before. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it in a safe space. Like they they set out, uh, you know, uh, an allotment of time. It's like, it's sort of, it's sort of they were making a case for responsible drug use. But even more than that, you know, we were both, I was well into my thirties. I'm guessing by the time we did that, right? You must have either been in your thirties or close. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I think there's also probably a case to be made for, um, it's honestly, it's like most things, most adult things like, you know, sex is not bad. Um, drugs are not necessarily bad. Alcohol is not necessarily bad, but the younger you do start using those things, probably the less appropriate it is and probably the worse, uh, the consequences will be for you. So a lot of these things probably come al- go along with you know a, uh, some maturity, some emotional and physical development, um, and the sooner you start using those things, that the less prepared you will be, and the, the, the more risk you run for adverse consequences. Uh, similarly, or kind of in the same vein, but you know what happens, I think a lot when young people find drugs too early, um, they mistake you know because you can have really profound and uh, and really um moving experiences on drugs and really wonderful experiences on drugs um and if you experience something like that too soon in life before you've had actual real experiences real wonderful experiences before you've really been in love or you know traveled and visited an amazing place or just you know the older you get the more experiences you accumulate so the younger you are, you might it's easier to mistake kind of these these manufactured um, psychological experiences with with something important or something wonderful, and then you end up seeking those experiences instead of finding real experiences, or you never get the chance to learn that you know there is real satisfaction and real um, ecstasy that can come from real world uh, events. I'm just laying out for a second in case you want to add anything. <laughs> Lisa? Agreed.
3: Agreed.
0: Agreed. Okay. Yeah, that no, makes sense. All right. Then we'll just keep trucking <laughs> along. So with all that said, so Randy and I were old enough. We'd had, you know, we'd had some experiences. We'd had loves, lost love. Um, not with each other, like other people. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, one time in France.
0: I did. So
3: when you Brooke, beat me up. I remember. was going to say, Brooke got a yeah. lot of
0: grief for making you cry, but I... I
3: it was uh well when you say we would we shared skate sponsors we were on a uh I believe it was a Rossi's trip oh we well, were going to Ber- Bercy in France and we were about to walk into a hotel room and by I this was time in Sweden wasn't Sweden no that was a different one Arlo. but I don't think he beat me up then Thank I think goodness. that's when I made our tour guide really mad at me and he was just trying to say he was just doing my job <laughs> and that's a, a J in Sweden but yeah whatever so Arlo beat me up one time because I'm sure that I was pissing him off on the air like the flight that that was like yeah, the flight before there, because we just got to the hotel. Oh. The flight the whole time, I think I, I made like a fake joint and I put it in your mouth and you got really <laughs> mad at me, but I thought it was funny because I was on an airplane know, yeah. 16, but um,
0: psychedelics. Don't mess with people when they're sleeping. <laughs> it's true. I agree, actually. So, yeah. So we made a plan. We were like, we're going to do it. Let's try LSD, right? We heard this podcast about it. it sounded interesting. Um, and as someone and as people who are interested in the way that the mind works, uh, something like a, like psychedelics that gives you kind of different insight or allows you to experience kind of your uh, your sensory perceptions in a different way. Um, kind of when you when you see things working differently, it gives you a new appreciation for what's happening when it works normally. Um, it it helps to broaden your perspective. So the idea of psychedelics sounded really interesting. So we found some we found a, a we found someone that we trusted to get us LSD um we were told to do it outdoors in nature Mm -hmm. i mean when i thought when i think of drugs i'm like oh people are doing it in clubs you know with loud music but they're like no you want to be outdoors in nature um during the daytime and so we planned it we've picked a park in orange county and we planned to go on a hike basically is what we did we took water randy gave us like sun i mean we were like totally prepared like this was totally outside in the sun
3: so we had like you know sunblocked t-shirts
0: on like yeah spf 31 yeah you know? it was so cool <laughs> and and also we were supposed to bring a guide but he backed out that's true someone that had done it before. yeah yeah so but we still we still were committed so we went on our own um and what it meant for us is there were there were a couple of extra doses because we, we our guide was gonna <laughs> so we ended up taking his also <laughs> yeah which ended up being pretty cool um but so we did we went for a hike uh out in nature and since we didn't have a guide, neither of us knew what to expect. We didn't know what was happening. And, you know, it's one of those things where, right. You're both like, is it happening yet? Are you feeling anything? And just sort of kept waiting and wondering what it was or if, if we were ever going to experience anything. Um, but then once it, once it started happening, uh, it was a novel experience. I thought that it, I thought that really, you know, it does all the things that people tell you, right. It cha- your, your sensory perception is weird that things move and you, you experience, uh, visuals in a different way um, but also the way you think about things right you you, you your the way that you process information it was all it was all interesting um but i'm, I'm i want to move on to the nighttime part because for me that's what got most interesting but is there <laughs> anything else that we want to say about like what it, what was your experience in nature on lsd well
3: i mean your your perception like obviously changes you know and i, I remember there was a, a fountain right and the water fountain there and all these bees were or a drinking water out of it. And it was just so weird how you were able just to, uh, you know, your perspective, you could hone in on like one B and then realize like kind of what they were doing. they were on their own little like program, just like, you know, flying and stuff. I just never also my, my, my hearing was really well. I don't know if you remember the, the horses in the distance and it sounded like they were actually really close, but they'd be like, what are they night what do they do they nay, nay. they're uh-huh. neighing <laughs> and it's just it's it's just i don't know it just fine it's, it's interesting because you start to pay attention to things that you don't normally pay attention to
0: yeah i think that's exactly right there was like uh you you seem to focus or you're able to focus like really intently on stuff because I, I had a similar experience i remember watching a bug on the ground <laughs> for a while, <long, laughs> it would seem like a long time but it was just the most fascinating <laughs> thing and it sounds like such like a drugged out thing to right. say but the you know, it's not the kind of thing under normal circumstances you would probably ever pay any attention to. And it's right. just, it was such a different perspective. Um, but then people in the chat, they're talking about, and then the boom, when the boom hits for me, the, the, the experience out in nature was novel and, and weird and cool, but it wasn't until we got back around people that it really, start, I started to appreciate how different things were, uh, because when nature is distorted and different, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't really know what a tree is supposed to look like anyway right if, if the if the branches and the leaves are all different it might be interesting but it's not that uh, unsettling but when you see people and you know what people are supposed to look like mm-hmm. and they start to not look <laughs> like that that's weird and that starts to really mess with your you know your sense of reality or your your uh, your grasp of reality um and I, I mentioned that our, our guide didn't come with us or so like should we do the the, the last hits and then go out to eat, basically go to dinner downtown, which we did. And that's when stuff got really weird. Uh, people's, the, the features, people's proportions were distorted. Um, and not the thing is it's manipulating your perception. So it's not like in a way that you can tell, like, it's not like you, it's not like, it's not like it's blurry. Or you feel like, you know, you feel like you're seeing, um, uh, you know, what's it called? Like, I don't know what it's called. It's not. It's not like you feel like you're seeing a. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a facsimile of a person. It is. It is your direct perception. They just mm-hmm. look different, uh, and and so it's not. It's not easy, or it's not possible to tell to distinguish between uh, what is. You know what is a distorted perception, and what is what you know whatever their actual physical attributes are. Um, and to push that even a little bit further, I remember looking at a piece of art. And not, and because the, the the perceptions and the proportions were changing, the way it was I was per, uh, experiencing the art. It was not hard. It was not easy to discern whether I thought it was good or bad art, right? Because from moment to moment, the way that I was experiencing it, the way I, I perceived it was was different. Uh, and so, the one of the the insights that I gained from that was an appreciation for subjectivity and other people's experiences. Because to me, I can get very pen, uh, uh, pedantic and think that you know things are obviously true, right? Things are objectively true. Stuff is good and bad. Uh, but in that moment, it became, I realized that it is possible to perceive things in a way completely different than I normally would. And that would basically be my truth. Uh, so that was useful. Um, and in that way, as someone, as you know, as people who, who care about kind of intellectual, the intellectual, uh, the inner workings of kind of the intellectual process or the neurological process, uh, the psychedelics in particular were an interest provided an interesting insight into that. Um, whereas I think there is a, a temptation for a lot of people to, to mistake or to, to perceive psychedelic experiences as something spiritual, right. Or as an insight into, you know, hidden energies or the universe or something like that. I think really what it, it gives you a window into is your own brain what's going on in your brain and in that and i thought that that was really interesting and useful
3: which makes sense it's like um like you, you're you able to see other people's persp- or like you know that other people have like a different perspective and that's like you know the whole idea of the whole polarizing thing as well right like i right. know the drugs are what brought us to this situation and make us think this way but people are still having their own experiences and it's whether they're on drugs or not but they still see the other side of the coin like you're looking at one side they've seen the other one you know. so it's like. I don't know. It, it, it does, it does help you like understand that kind of stuff. It helps you also like feel a little more grounded and like you can kind of see the world as it is, even though it's like kind of, I don't know, probably looks a little crazy at that time, but I don't, you just realize that um, I don't know, kind of lost my, my train of thought there, but you realize like the, this, <laughs> the, like, it's just like, I don't know. I, it's kind of confusing to myself right now, but. um,
0: <laughs> What you, what you said was <laughs> exactly right. Right. So it, uh it, it gives you insight into how your own brain works Mm -hmm. and how your own brain uh crafts and constructs reality but in gaining that insight it also helps you to appreciate that other people's brains are doing the exact same thing and they might not be constructed in the exact same way that your brain is constructing things uh and so that people right can disagree Mm -hmm. and not be it's not it's possible for people to be to disagree but neither one necessarily has to be wrong uh they could what what their brains are providing to them could be absolutely true. Uh, and I, I, right. I, I even, I experienced that directly. It was a different time, uh, on a different drug. Um, and when I talk about drug experiences, right, these are, this is an occasional thing, right? You know, maybe a couple of times a year, a year, it's a special occasion for me, which is something I meant to touch on. Maybe we'll t- talk about this again in a second, but, but because you re- you described yourself as having an addictive personality, I want to talk about how does that relate? to your your experiences with drugs Mm -hmm. um but remind me about that in a second but so i had taken someone made uh brownies right with with thc or something um it was the first time i ever tried that and we were watching music videos and uh, i had the distinct feeling every video that came on that i'd seen it before uh, not only that I'd seen it before, but that I knew everything about it. I knew what I knew the all the lyrics. I knew what what words were coming next. Um, but this was well after the time that MTV would have still been popular or playing music videos. Uh, and the channel we were watching was not even a popular music channel. I think it was some kind of like Arabic music channel. So they were not they're not even artists that I, I would have been exposed to in any normal circumstance. So the chances of me actually knowing what each video was, mm-hmm. um, and knowing the lyrics to all the songs and knowing what each, what each shot uh, what the next, each shot was going to be, were very low. Um, in fact, they were, you know, it was almost, it was impossible. So rationally, I, I had to sort of intellectualize my way through it and, and figure out that there's no way that I could actually, you know, know know what every video was, uh, but that really something must be going on in my my perception that I, my wires were getting crossed. I think really what was happening is I was kind of experiencing what I was experiencing in real time was being processed as memories, right? Instead of being processed as present um, time experience. So everything felt familiar, felt like I already knew what it was, even as, as it was happening in real time. Mm-hmm. But even knowing that, even, even as I sort of tried to, you know, uh, rationalize and intellectualize my way through it, in, to my core, because it, it's how my brain was perceiving it, it was as true as anything I ever knew in my life. Like if you asked me what the next line was, I would tell you with every fiber <laughs> of my being that I knew what they were going to say. And there's no way I couldn't know. Yeah. If, and if you asked me to say it, I couldn't say it. I couldn't <laughs> articulate because obviously I didn't really know. But it felt so true. Yeah. Uh, and so in that way, it, it gave me a whole new respect for when people believe things, right? even despite the evidence, even if, if, if there's no way it can be true, mm-hmm. it is possible for people to really uh, intimately and passionately feel and believe things because their brains, because of what their brains are doing. It's interesting. It is. Okay. So tell me about addiction. How do you, how do you reconcile, you know, an ad- addictive personality with experimenting with drugs occasionally?
3: Um, well, luckily for me, like I've, 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 uh, i know that because addiction runs pretty like deep in my family so i like i've always like felt that something was always kind of there and i and i know that i've done that with like luckily i was able to channel that like kind of more towards sports and things you know but uh i did i did smoke like a lot of weed and weed was kind of my my addiction it was luckily i kept it with that mm-hmm. and I, and i had my other outlets like you know table tennis roll lighting, fishing things like that right but um i i listened to michael Pollan's book how to change your mind yeah. it's a, all about psychedelics it's pretty awesome it's like uh, i highly recommend listening to that um or reading it and he he was talking about his guided trips you know and he actually uh you know would say something like they'd, they'd ask you one question like what would you want to ask yourself like you should kind of ask yourself a question as you're going in or they or hmm. they so the guide would you know ask you that question while you were you know tripping but one time i uh, ate some mushrooms and i actually asked myself why do i smoke weed you know oh, yeah. so, and somehow i actually it, it came up like later while i was you know riding high i guess you say and and I like asked myself and i I realized I was using it to dilute you know um certain emotions that I didn't want to like huh. you know pay attention to and yeah. stuff you know like I didn't want to like uh I did not want to face you know i would just use weed to you know dilute the way that I felt about things and wow. once I realized that I kind of was like you know I'm gonna probably stop smoking weed and I actually did stop smoking weed this year um no way so yeah I don't know like luckily uh one thing i did learn so the reason why i do like psychedelics now is, mm-hmm. is uh they're not addictive right like you can't really become addicted to them so yeah. i've done that interesting as well
0: that's really interesting that's amazing that kind of that insight that you found uh and that you were able to kind of make that life change again probably a, a testament to your you know the <laughs> the how you do things purposefully right um i think that shows in a, a lot of the the things that you've done So, while Randy, check this yeah. out. So I think there was a lot of really provocative conversation there, really interesting. And I want to be clear that nothing that we're saying here should be taken as a suggestion that anyone should do drugs or that we are mm-hmm. advocating for drug use. Um, even if I think that I've discovered interesting insights for it, I don't think that 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 is a reason that anyone else should should choose to take drugs. I think that just like Randy, right, is making decisions purposefully. Ask yourself those questions and decide for yourself, why you want to do something, and if, if you find a reason that's meaningful to you, then if you can, you know, take d- make the effort to do something responsibly and not put yourself in danger, and also kind of know what you hope to get out of something, then that's up to you. But we're just sharing here. We are sharing uh, our own stories. We are sharing our own insights. Uh, take from it what you will. Leave what you want. But, but under no mean, by no means, uh, don't take this as the suggestion that, that you should be doing anything just because we've done it. Um, but it's also not a suggestion that you should not do it, right? We are morally agnostic, <laughs> just sharing stories here. Um, but do read that book. That's a good one. And as a general rule, reading <laughs> books is, a, is usually yeah. a pretty
3: good policy. Or listen to them. Uh-huh
0: because our brains are limited by what's already in our Mm brain, So the only way that you can hack your brain, the only way that you can change anything in your life is by exposing it to experiences beyond what it already knows. Uh, so that's why you've got to choose your friends wisely, choose your experiences wisely and expose yourselves to great content, read good books, read books, Mm -hmm. expand your mind, you know, drugs alone. (laughs) Anyone who thinks that drugs are going to expand your brain, they're not. Without, without the tools to guide that expansion or to get something meaningful out of it, you're not expanding your mind. You're just on a, a psychedelic roller coaster. If you really want to expand your mind, give yourself, give your brain the tools to grow and to learn, and then you will, you will maximize your experiences. Okay, anyone want to add anything? Any questions here?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Choose and choose your NFTs wisely. Thank <laughs> you, Jamie, because you're exactly right. I mean, it's... Uh, your NFT is your community. You're signing on, you're signing on to something. If you choose them well, right. It could be so much more than just, you know, a, uh, a, a digital holding. It's, it's, a it's interesting conversation. It's an, it's a, it's a, uh, a deep community. Um, yeah. Choose your NFTs wisely. Thank you for that, Jamie. Oh, and look, Sean is in here. So Sean, I know that you have made a super <laughs> offer to Randy and I, uh, Sean uh, has some nightclubs here in town. And since Randy's in town, Sean might be treating us out to an evening one of these nights. So yes, looking forward to that. We will touch base <laughs> with you afterwards. Uh, guys, Ruben, good call. Let's, uh, let's go into the voice chat in the Discord. Uh, we can you know, do some follow-up in there. Uh, we can have some conversation on the Discord. Guys, I think this has been really interesting conversation. Randy, thank you so much for being yeah, thank here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sitting patiently. I think we got some good conversation in with you. It's <laughs> mostly just me talking, but that's what we do here. So, um, Elisa, thank you for sitting on the bed. You've been very patient <laughs> um, and uh, follow our socials, right? Drug Receipts uh, on Twitter, at Drug Receipts on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not subscribing already. If you're listening on a podcast, then uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and check out the YouTube if you want to see all the great videos and images that we shared this evening. Uh, we have a lot of great content in our past YouTube videos. So if you haven't seen those, plenty of great content. If you like what you've seen here tonight, you can take a look at those. Every other week when we're not doing our podcast, we have a QA inside our Discord channel. So if you've not joined our Discord yet, look for the drug receipts server. If you like long-form conversations, if you like these kind of nuanced, deeper topics where we get really drill in and get into kind of the the interesting um, the interesting conversations, then there's a lot more out there for you. You've just got to find us in our socials, on our Discord, in our YouTube. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you. We'll see you in our Discord if you're in our Discord. Otherwise, uh, we hope to see you uh, down the road. Keep snugging, drug snugglers. It's been another fun one. Uh, We'll see you next time. Good night.